I think uh, Trump will probably get another four years. Dude, he will get another four, man. That's my pick. And we're calling it before the election. Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we sleep, we will find you acting on your best behavior. Turn your back on Mother Nature. Everybody wants to rule the world. Whoa, what is that noise? <laughs> Man, the scream. How are you, mate? The screaming's getting worse, brother. Why don't you have your bubble wall up? I haven't put it up yet. I need to get myself a water as well, if that's all right. Mate, we're ready recording. I'm don't recording too. You're fucking it up. The sort of feedback we're getting is horrible. <laughs> What's the, like, the numbers are dropping off and people are like, oh, this is a pity like. <laughs> and I'm like, well, fuck Wait, you. Like, what are you putting out in the world? That was a, you know, that was a pity. Negativity. That was a pity review. Someone's so interested in the podcast that they're trying to stop you from offing yourself. <laughs> Mate, he said, oh, pity. Uh, you guys will get, the, you'll get better. I'm like, fucking, I'll bash you if I can find out who you are. <laughs> so angry. I think he was one of your UK mates. Mate, I don't recognise that guy. I don't... I love those sort of half jokes where it's sort of mean-spirited and the intent is to try to get you to stop being creative. But that's the guy. <laughs> it's a bit of play, but it's like, oh, you're still doing your little uh, stage thing, those little acts, skits. <laughs> you're doing you your do? skits on the it's, stage? How's that going for you're you? You're still doing your skits? Yeah. That's what you get on Christmas Day. Still, still playing around with those skits, are you, Andrew? <laughs> and you're like, fuck off, Jeff. Yeah, where is it? Sitting there. You're 90. You're sitting with your arms folded. Have some manners. If a five-year-old did that in class, it'd be smacked around the, the, the back of the neck. <laughs> At 90, you haven't learned basic manners. You sit there with a stern, stern face. Oh, still doing your little skits. I'm like, fucking 90 years, still not learned anything. About common decency. Yeah, Ascot fan 69. Pity is better than nothing. Writing this review to try and lighten Wolfie's day a little and stave off his Why threats is he of so suicide. Ascot's such a shit race. Is that the one in the UK? <laughs> That's what I thought, right? It's this, po- it's this pomp and pageantry and it's like um, people try to pretend like they're classy and I'm like, I can see that you've got dirt under your fingernails. It doesn't matter that you're wearing a tux. Oh, but hold on. We know you're working class. There's an Ascot in Perth, Ascot race course, and there's an Ascot No, there's in Ascot, uh, isn't well. the... Ro- the Royal Ascot, isn't that the thing that they do over in the UK? Uh, well, I, I don't, but I don't know what he means by, like, Ascot fan. Well, that's why he's chosen, he, he's chosen to base it on Ascot, um, like he's sort of, uh, you know, a dig- dignity. Give us your name, you fucking coward. We'll bash you. We'll destroy you. I love you. it, though, man, because they're all, they're all in top hats, and I'm like, <laughs> the English people with horrible teeth, and I'm like, it looks like Roger Dodger. I'm like, you don't look classy. <laughs> just, just be, you all got... You see them all coming in on the train and they've spent uh, $800 on their dress. The guy's wearing a top hat. And I'm like, who are you fooling? <laughs> Everyone knows you're poor. Like, just because for one day, you know, like on a wedding, one day, you know, when they spend 40 grand. I'm like, it's like a gypsy family. I'm like, everyone knows you're poor. Like, it's, it's actually shocking that you spend 40 grand on your wedding when you don't even have a house. I'm like, it's a disgusting waste of money. Like, you're about to get married. You're about to bring a kid into the world. And you think it's a good idea to blow 40 grand to try to trick your mates into thinking that something decent's happened in your world? Yeah. Like, you know, on the wedding, they, they, they try to, pre- it's a show of wealth. 
And you're like, why are you doing this, mate? Just fucking put it into your house. Like, you really are on death's door financially. None of it's good, though, man, because the other way where it's like, oh, we're having a backyard wedding. We're doing a barefoot wedding on the beach. Come on down. Everyone's going to be wearing white. And we've got uh, some of us, we've got sandals. And you can come there. We've made it. We've made a big heart in the sand with a stick. Oh, mate, (laughs) I love that because they watch Love Island and on TV it's great. But in reality... During, like, within 30 minutes, there's some housewife yelling, I've got glass in my foot, I've got glass in my foot, you know? And it's like, you're down at Ningat Narrabeen Beach and you're like, people have got glass in their foot ashing out into the sand. You see cigarette butts piling up. You know, it's never the idea of going, we want it simple, we're doing poetry. I'm like, well, why is there a Coke can? Right, I can see a Coke can buried in the sand right where you're doing your vows. Yeah, man. You know, it's never, it's never the romantic... In the movie thing, they spend thousands of dollars cleaning up the beach. No beach is pure sand. They shut the beach down. There's no Brazilians building a bonfire. There's no fucking surfers bashing each other on the sand because someone dropped in on another one. Oh, mate, that, that, that's the vibe. They go, oh, the bonfire. And when it's filmed on camera, you're like, oh, it looks so romantic. They're sitting there roasting. But the truth is there's normally a he- howling Northwester <laughs> that's just blowing smoke <laughs> yeah. into half the audience, half the, the wedding party have got red eyes after about 30 minutes and they smell like a fucking cooked sausage you're like oh my lips my lips are all dry and yeah that's because you've been sitting too close to the fire and And your lips are peeling and you're like half the party can't even talk because they're getting billowing smoke into their eyes going like fuck yeah man the simple wedding or the flash one they're both shit they both suck you watch my my gypsy wedding and you mock it because they live in caravans and they save up for years and the woman fucking put sequins in a dress over nine years to get it perfect for her big-boobed sort of slut of a daughter. And then um, <laughs> I'm like, we mock it and go, oh, what, look at these peasants trying to have this big day. But that's what everyone does, really. Oh, yeah. 40, 50 grand is too much money for anyone to spend and you should actually be tapping them on the shoulder and go, dude, You've got a baby on the way, you've got responsibilities, and this is ridiculous behaviour. Like, yeah, you shouldn't be blowing money like this. You could be investing that in WGO and helping to drive the price up. Mate, well, that's the thing, hey. Fuck, I need to get dude. a water, man. You know, Can I get a water, please? I'm very no. thirsty. No, man, your <laughs> mind's not focused. I had to finish the last podcast on my own because you let your fucking laptop battery die. Your mind's not focused on what we need. We, you've got to be funny. We've got to be funnier. Keep no walking, one's, man. the feedback's Keep awful walking. now. Well, don't stop Yeah, man, but the thing, the thing is, <laughs> it's... I can still hear you. It's all right. We're trying our hardest to riff ideas and it's like, it's not an easy, easy thing well, not easy to just keep you, coming mate. up with... So fucking Mate, I just, I just don't think like your mind's in the right place where you're like, I need a water in the middle of like doing a pod. There we go. I've got my nice sparkling water now. Mate, you, it really, it really shows you because I was thinking, oh, like eventually I could dump you to keep all the money and have my own pod. (laughs) And it's actually, you see like Bill Burr do it and um, what's his fucking face, Tim Dillon. And then. I reckon I've suddenly realised I, I looked at Tim Dillon doing it and I'm like, fuck, he does these solo rants that are sort of stolen from that Alan 
Alex Jones. Do you know, like Infowars? Like you can tell he grew up from 13 on. He is listening to Alex Jones doing Infowars, just doing deranged conspiracy theories. Yeah. And then I finally pinned it. I was like, Dylan, where does he get that energy? I'm like, it's fucking Alex Jones. He does the same, but it's marginally <laughs> diluted so that it's not so deranged and it's sort of accessible conspiracy theories, but it's the same sort of thing. And I'm like, he's been clearly influenced by him. He said even at 13, he fell asleep listening to that guy yelling into his head. <laughs> but I was saying, like, you want to do the solo rant? And then I realised Tim Dillon, like, when you look at him, he has notes. I've just, I just pieced it together on his right. He's always got a, a, a notebook. So he is actually workshopping these ideas before, which betrays the, you know, the, the joy of what you thought he was achieving. I thought this guy was just fucking riding in the sky, like making magic. Now I realise that, nah, he spends a week brainstorming stuff and then sort of comes at it with heat. I mean, look, it's good. The results don't lie, but it's, he, he, there's a trickery there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He has spent hours at Starbucks thinking about uh, <laughs> Trump's the lizard rant. And then he sort of winds up and you're like, fuck, this guy went, he did Trump's the lizard rant. Then he did all cars, uh, bo- uh, toasters. And he went there. I'm like, how the fuck's his brain work like that? But it didn't really. It was a week's worth of work, hard work yeah. and grafting and spreadsheets and sort of nutting out wording. But I still think a solo rant's hard, hey? Yeah, if you think that, if you think that you'd be able to do this without me, I, feel like that, I think that's delusional because the amount of energy that you have to tap into to do anything other than scream is is limit it's so limited in fact that it's it like i know man. man you're like um uh you you move at a glacial pace for anything that isn't just screaming whatever's at the front of your head i know man it's it, and i was only being silly i just like the thought of you thinking that i was uh you know like a, a boy band and i was looking <laughs> yeah. like robbie williams to go solo you didn't know that I'm sort of at home doing solo recordings and I'm about to break the news. Like, it's InSync. What, 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 what was his band? InSync? Or was it like his one back, was, uh, Backstreet Boys? Take, take That, I think. Take That. But Take That and they're all excited and they're going, hey guys, we're going to do China this year and you're actually <laughs> working on a solo album. That's what I like about the betrayal because it wouldn't have been overnight. He would have slowly been working and then they would have been all excited. Hey, do you want to all go get matching haircuts? And he was like, nah. I'm out. And they'll be like, what do you mean? We're making so much money. And he's like, I'm the talent. I, what do you think? You're gone. It was if like, this um, is, uh, if this is take that, you are Mark Owen, who after take that, he was known for going on Celebrity Big Brother. <laughs> Mate, well, that's it. Who was Beyonce? What was her band that she was in before? Oh, yeah. What was that one? Because it was her and someone else who did all right. Um, oh, mate, but they were... Destiny's I, um, Child. She really man. was. Destiny's, Destiny's Child. Child. I, Beyonce, I saw them. Kelly Rowland, and then uh, was it Michelle Williams? Is that the third one? Dude, I saw them in New York when I was young. I went to New York mm. for a trip, and we went in. I uh, got into like someone's last game. It might have been Pippin or some fucking guy, and Be- uh, Destiny's Child were there. And it was so obvious that Beyonce was the only famous, talented one. Because there was a group of them and it was like, oh, who are those handlers? Like, who, who are these average sort of people that are around her? Like, she, she was sitting further up front and you could, she had the star factor and then there were four other girls. 
And then they were like, nah, nah, that's, that, that's, I was like, she's got all these handlers. And they're like, nah, that's Destiny's child. <laughs> the others are famous as well. I'm like, well, they're not. I said, look over there. There's a star and then there's some tumbleweeds around. Like these people are normal. <laughs> that looks like the woman that bought me a hot dog. Like that shouldn't be a famous person. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I love those stories because I think every band has that. They've got one, Kirk, well, it's, Nirvana's a bad example. It but they, They've got one shooting star and then others that were just their parents taught them the bass guitar and they're quite proficient and they happened to go to high school with Kurt Cobain and he and he was like oh this kid's the only one that doesn't bash me and he's reasonable <laughs> on the bass come in the band and you know what I mean like I had a, a family where a friend of a friend was in Little Birdie Little Birdie and the, the girl is the talent what's Little Birdie it's a band that you you look it up no, but anyway, just, the girls just tell like, me what it is. Like, I don't know what it is. Little Birdie is a band. But like, are they big? What what are they? What is, what kind of band is this? Well, mate, they're very big. What can I do? Like, tell me. Do you know what I mean? Just give me, like, give me some. Of the, I'm asking you for some of the information. Stop looking it up. Just tell me what. I don't need to a fucking. I don't need their bio. I just want to know some more. You know that song. You, you're beautiful. To me, <laughs> you're beautiful. No, to me, that, that could be. I don't, that sounds like a lot of different songs. You know the song. She's beautiful. To me, that <laughs> <laughs> had that drop off, and everyone loved that drop off, and they were like jerking off to it, and it was. To me, to me, to me. Anyway, yeah. I was just saying, like, imagine being on that roller coaster ride where you've just. I think that happens with a lot of management. They're just in there and they're like, you've met Robin Williams. You know, you meet, you meet Joe Rogan early on. You're really nice to him. You're 20 years older and rich. You don't tell him that you're struggling with your mortgage. And then you, you take him out for a seafood meal and you tell him, you say, see, as far as you can look, all that can be yours, Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, as far as you look, you will one day own. And he's like, he, he's working a, you know, like a courier job. It's the greatest night of his life. He got lobster. <laughs> you didn't realise that that was the last $100 on this fuckhead's credit card? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. He's rolling out the mat. <laughs> and then he just, he uses you, your talent as like the scratchy. Then he's contacting people and they're like, we've told you, Jeff, fuck off. First you came here selling vacuums and you had that other fat Chinese guy that you were trying to push. <laughs> now you got this Rogan guy and then they're like, hang on, hang on, he's all right. He's all right, we'll get him on the show. And then, and then... Um, <laughs> You, you then uh, preordained. It's like you opened the, he opened all the gates, but you don't mention that everyone on the lot hated you. And it's a, yeah, a well-kept secret that you've been banging on for years. Yeah. It was the same with the guy, um, the McDonald's guy. Ah, oh, the, the two brothers before the McDonald's. Uh, no, the guy, the croc, croc oh, the or whatever, who, who took over McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, the guy who came in, swept in. He was a serial, serial failure. He tried to sell door to door. Yes. He'd sold everything, and then he latched onto these two Irish brothers and fucking and stole it robbed all. Robbed them, man. Robbed them blind. And it's they amazing. they they were naive to it, and they thought Crocs. He's a good talker. <laughs> he's he's given us that great vacuum, and now he's talking about rolling it out. And supposedly, I don't know if we've already done it on this story, but supposedly um, he ripped them off totally. There was a final signature, and it was like. Oh, yeah, man, but also I want royalties. And he said, oh, we left that out, but don't, you know, we'll put yeah. it in post-haste, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's no issue. Yeah, yeah. 
and it was hundreds of millions of dollars and it was never honoured and it was a verbal agreement and yeah. the families have ne- not been able to enforce it. Well, it's a weird one because it's uh, like the kids, uh, I think even in the family, because I remember in the movie it was implied that and then there were the kids, the kids they're going, oh, look, that didn't happen, that wasn't the thing and it's, you know, there's so much. Yeah, the kids with the money. Crocs with with it legacy. No, no, the other kids. The other kids were like, like, oh, that's that's embellished. Like, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't like that. There was no uh, like promise of royalties or the you know the deal was the deal kind of thing. And then there's like other parts of the family saying that like, oh yeah, it was. We were ripped off. It's all it's all fucked. There's so much conjecture, dude. I just love that skeleton in the closet where he's sort of on in his mansion, the rolling estate, looking out with all his grandkids. They're so proud of him, but in inside him is the dirty lie, the knowledge of those two Irish guys that were banging on the door going, you're a fucking asshole. why are you like this? And he's sort of sipping a martini and he's like, yeah, you know, we've got it, but he would always have that guilt. Like you can never unwind it. And he'd go, let, let me go to Barbados to our island again. We'll try to forget about it. And he'd hear these other guys scratching at the door going like, why have you done this to us, Croc? Why have you done this? Like... We, we were friends, mate. Why'd you do it? And he's, he's, he could have easily, like, he had enough wealth to share it, but he refused to open that gate. He basically locked them out for the White Walkers to destroy them. And he could have easily just said, oh, fuck it, I'll honour it, man. Like, how, you know what I mean? Yeah. His greed, the amount of wealth he needed. So he had lifetimes and generational wealth, but he still held strong on uh, denying the honour of his word. He didn't realise that, but unpicking that would have been a better thing than he could have bought anywhere. He would have just, he spends the rest of his life buying Lamborghinis, trying to think like that will make up for the, the guilt of actually robbing someone blind. Well, Daniel Day-Lewis and There Will Be Blood is the antithesis of that, right? Where he is a man who gets it all, takes it all, steals it all, and at the end he has it all, and he just still doesn't care like he's still an alcoholic the money means nothing and then he bashes that kid to death oh, mate, <laughs> so, I can't, so I... humiliating him one time uh, like 30 years ago he beats him to death in a in the bowling oh alley gosh. in his own home with a pin and he just says i'm finished and there's blood everywhere <laughs> it's Dude, beautiful it's so good because it's um so much of success is a mental health issue like most people that have excelled are deranged. Do you know what I mean? Because there's no natural reason to want to be so much so elevated besides a, a miswiring in your head. That leads us into uh, the big topic for the week, man. This is a fucking, oh, this is a huge one. It's like four, five, six years in the making for me. Uh, I don't even think we need to bleep his name out anymore because my former boss, Craig Gore, has been convicted of fraud. He is due for sentencing 26th of November and instead of walking out of uh, Brisbane, uh, was it Brisbane Court? Dude, I didn't realise that your your boss was so high up because he was in the the top 100 riches. Uh, Richest, rich yeah, list man. on uh, BRW. Yeah, the the young rich list BRW for what was it, one hundred and forty nine. He had one hundred and forty, which didn't seem a lot. Well, but that, really. <laughs> that's what I mean, though. It's crazy. It's like he got he had one hundred and forty nine million dollars. He's on the rich list. Like things couldn't be better, and it's still yeah. he's like okay. 
if I take this $149 million and I put it into these dodgy SMF schemes over in Detroit. Dude, I think, I think it was a different story. I reckon he would have had high, 140 would have been his high watermark. Then he would have drifted down to about 20. And then he would have been in the, the mindset that $20 million was the joke. And then he would have thought, fuck this. I need to get 100 mil. I need to get back to at least 140. I'll never be happy again. And then he thought, let me rip off pensioners. <laughs> fuck it. Do you know, it's the gambler spiral. And he's like, fuck it. You know what? I don't care. I just want 141. I can't believe I went down. Like, why did I go down from that? You idiot. Don't go down. But the thing with money, you have to go up and down to make money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you can't give money back then you can never go up yeah well yeah because you've yeah you have to outlay right there's got to be and you and there's got to be a risk because what happens is you become more and more of a hoarder and your risk profile drops and drops and drops and then your ability to create wealth mm. is destroyed yeah do you know what i mean you have to have the the idea of abundance to make abundance i think i say that talking from virtually having hardly anything left <laughs> but i'm like the idea if you honor the idea of abundance then the the window will reopen do you know what i mean like it's sort of like for him to get to 140 mil he had to be as loose as shit but then the problem is he dropped to he, he dropped to 40 but dude he's going to go to jail for about 10 years yeah it was, a, it was 189 million in 2007 he owned a v8 supercar team he owned uh, like a winery uh, and he like just these huge, huge development projects. Um, and Did you work directly with him? Imagine how embarrassed he would have been when he, when he wrote out your check. Directly with a man. Imagine when he was paying your wages and it would have felt to him like he was scratching down the back of his sofa for a 20 cent piece yeah. and just threw it at your face. Infuriating. <laughs> Infuriating, man. <laughs> I'm on like a 50k salary. And he would have gone a 3% pay rise this year and just laughed his dick off. As <laughs> <laughs> he drove off and he goes, you keep working at this, you'll get a fucking one bed apartment somewhere in Gold Coast. <laughs> yeah, man. It must feel so weird being that rich and then still haggling with your poor staff and saying, look, sorry, business is tough. And your the whole wage payment would be immaterial to you. You'd be like, the entire amount that you write out for all your staff is nothing, but you would still scrap with them and go like, I know you want $11 a day, but let's make it ten fifty. <laughs> and it's just basically, it's the same idea of what we talked before of haggling in Bali. Like you could pay the full price, it wouldn't matter, yeah. but it's the principle. You just want to have that alpha assertive. It's the fun. You want to dominate. Well, man, because this was what, 2014, 2015, uh, and he obviously had money squirreled away like you would assume that you don't go from 189 to zero right but like the 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 missing pieces for me and this is what we're talking about a second ago with it being mental illness is yeah like he's putting himself at so much risk in 2014 2015 because he's shadow directing uh three different companies when he's not allowed to be the director of any company um, he's operating from a very expensive, like, I think it was 600 square meter, two, maybe two 600 square meter offices uh, in like a high profile building in Southport uh, on the Broadwater uh, with a staff of, let me, hold on, let me think, there's may, maybe seven, seven staff uh, that, are, that are working at this joint. Yeah. And he's, the, the risk, I don't, under, like if you've got, because it seemed like he surely had 20 mil squirreled away, you know? Yeah, but the thing is, they always have money squirreled. I know, of like course the, he does. The thing is, 
right now you think it's like Tinkler. You think he goes like, yeah, you know, whatever puts bread on the table. I'm doing some consulting work, but he still lives in um, a waterside property that's worth about 20, 20 odd mil. Yeah, you know, and it's still because he had a billion, he managed to uh, squirrel money to buy his parents' house, mate's house. Would have put money here. Forgot about shit, and he would have been, oh, shit, yeah, I remember I lent you 1.8 mil. Yeah, can you give me some of that back? He goes, like, obviously it's off the books, but he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot that I bought into that fucking um, Greyhound business. Yes. I forgot I even paid you. I, I paid you cash. What did I give you? 30 mil? <laughs> shit, I didn't even – that wasn't even material. I didn't even – you know, I, I find it even in Perth, like – there are houses here that I reckon Chinese businessmen have forgotten they bought because some of them are like these loaded mansions. No one's there. And I'm like, what I'm imagining's happened is they've got their property list and they've, they own maybe a thousand properties. And when, when some dickhead employee printed the dock, it cut off the last three properties. Yeah, yeah they just and they forget. Just, you know, because there's a lot of, there's property like that that just goes missing. I mean, there was uh, a comic had done it in Melbourne. He... He lived, he lived in a share house and then he noticed that there's a granny over the road and she, uh, she passed away, but I don't think anyone had sort of was aware of her estate. Like, so she just died <laughs> and then he just, um, he broke in and moved in and started paying the rates and I think he still lives there. He was, he was in there and he was keeping the garden neat and it was sort of like a loophole. It was like no one had ever cleaned up her estate. I think she'd just been taken away to hospital, died, had no funeral, and he sort of pieced it together. And now I, I don't know if he's still living there, but when I'd seen he'd been living there seven years in someone else's house oh, in an damn. asset that had just been lost by time. He just has a house now. And eventually, you know, it would be so good, the paperwork, eventually he'll probably die and someone will inherit it. And they're like, <laughs> I don't know how he got like, a house in Melbourne. The guy was a bankrupt in Fitzroy and he's – he just what he had, what he had done is like because he noticed that the rates were building up in the mail, and then obviously the debt collectors followed that up. So I think he paid a few grand to back pay all the rates and then keep the house in good working order. And I would imagine that move, dude, where you just there are houses, there are opportunities like this where you can just move into a house. It's a Chinese businessman's house mansion that was when they printed it, the last five lines went missing and he just forgot that he owns it but that's what happens with these rich guys man because it's so bold dude it's so how, how do you how do you have the how do you have the balls to like you see the rates piling up and you go, okay look i'll pay him that's that's the that's your first that's a big commitment and then you go all right now i've got to change the locks and it like the the first day you're moving your mattress in surely you're looking over your shoulder thinking like ah i'm gonna get fucked what do you mean man imagine when you're lying in there on your mattress (laughs) and you've had a few white wines and you're staring at the roof and you're like you know what i reckon we need to renovate the kitchen I want to add on a little outhouse for podcasting. That's the great moment when you're doing light renos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the best moment is when, when you install a podcast studio in the back and you, you're doing woodwork and, you know what I mean, you've got tradies in and you're like, I'd like a spa. I reckon we need a spa. <laughs> it's just when you, when you think that you're <laughs> every, every week you'd be waiting for someone to knock on the door and go, like, who the fuck are you? Who am I? Who are you? You're like, oh, I own this house. Like, my grand lived here. I just got back from the UK. My grand's here. And they'll be like, what are you doing? And you just, <laughs> like, you're like, you built an outdoor <laughs> trellis. Like, what the fuck have you done here? <laughs> yeah. 
and they're like, you, why, you can't paint this room red? What the fuck is going on? The, like, the hallway's a bowling lane with the pens all set up, and he's like, he go, oh, he's mate. like, where's my grand? He runs down, he slips on the slippery floor. He's like, what the fuck is this? You're like, no, no, that's the bowling alley. You gotta take the service, the service hallway to get around to the master bedroom. You, you know what's so good as well is he thinks he's fine until the sun arrives. And he yells, you killed my grand. <laughs> yeah. This is like... Um, then suddenly you're a suspect for murder, man. This is Red Riding Hood. You're the wolf dressed as my nan. Oh, what big lips you have. You're like, where the fuck's my nan? And then it's like, there's no funeral. You can't find the records because they just basically put her in a, a furnace yeah, yeah, down yeah. the back of the hospital. Yeah. And it's like... There's no record of it. And then suddenly police are in there digging up the backyard for a body. And you end up, you're going to end up in jail. Oh, man. You're, and what's your defence? Your defence is like, look, I didn't kill the lady. I just moved in and I've, I've installed a hot tub. I moved in and they say, well, <laughs> they say, look, the government records, there's no record of her ever dying. And you're like, and then they, you're in jail and they're like, just admit where you buried Nancy. Where'd you bury her? And you're like, I didn't touch Nancy. And it's like. Nancy, you've, you've been charged. We reckon that you had sex with the dead corpse. You're like, what the fuck? Shit and your defence is just as crazy as the original accusation. Your defence is that you just started moving stuff in one day and you paid yeah, yeah, thousands yeah. of dollars worth of rates just on, the, on a whim. Your defence was that you, li- you licked your lips and took the opportunity. <laughs> you should have reached out and th- said, oh, Nancy, let's put it in the obituary. Lovely Nancy, that annoying woman that folded her arms every time she came out to the mailbox <laughs> and was had a surly, angry mind uh, 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 demeanour because her dreams had never worked. That's what I've realised why so many old people are angry because there's no chance, you know, the last scratchy has been scratched yeah. and they realise their dreams were bullshit. And that's why, like, I did that show last night that there was this 90-year-old just sitting there with his arms crossed, pissed off. And I was like, if a five-year-old did that in class, he would get in trouble. I'm like, how can you go to 90 and not have basic manners? Like, it's just rude. But then you get like that because your dreams didn't come true. Like, what? There's, this, there's an age click off where you must live on this planet and realise that nothing's going to happen for you. That must be a depressing day. Well, that's what we've been... We've talked about that before, man. I think it's 55. Like, I think that's the... Uh, I think 26 more years... Uh, how, how could you find anything enjoyable at that point? Well, you can have that, you have that moment and you've got a Fredo frog ice cream cake and you still haven't paid off your mortgage and you, you realise your boss that has just gone to jail <laughs> that was on the BRW rich list and w- wouldn't give you a pay rise for eight years and you realise, fuck, I fucked up. There must be one birthday where you go, I fucked up. Man, yeah, I think it happens with those moments, dude. It's the roller coaster moment. It, it, it's stra- you strap in and it starts and you're bored and you just, and that, that happens with everything and it, it keeps going. Uh, just more and more of more and more things lose, uh, lose interest to you. Uh, like you, you sit down on the couch and you think, oh man, I'll, f- I'll flick on the TV. Uh, and you turn it on and you're scrolling through, you put on a show that you like and you can't even, you can't even be inter- interested in that, you know? Like even, even when the, the basic... The, the internet's lagging. It's gone to shit. Has it? Yeah. Well, do you want to start the call Talk. Again? Okay, I'm talking. Talk. Talking. <laughs> Talk. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Is it fixed? It's fucked. Let me call you back. All right. It's so good to just not persist because i did a speed test i was running at 10 megabytes per second and now it's back to 120 and it's like 
I just had to reset it all. Oh, okay. It's worth it, man. Yeah, because yeah. the number of times I end up, like I did it on that mug off and you just persist with it. And it's like, well, it's fucking hard enough to do this anyway. Do you know what I mean? You don't need some fucking anchor dragging on the beach like you're doing beach training and you're just like, you know what I mean? You've got a car behind you trying to run. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck's the point? We just reset and get it going again. Um, so what were you saying? Uh, what was I saying? Uh, oh, life, life loses all meaning and there's no, there's no joy anymore. Uh, you, oh, you notice it when you get to the point where you go to do things that like just suppose – like you've been working all day. It's been, you know, you've been editing this fucking podcast, and there's only so many times you can hear someone go 100, percent 100, percent 100, percent and then you. Oh, uh, dude, I hate that 100, percent mate. <laughs> it's so annoying. And then you think, you know, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take a couple Valium. I'm gonna lie down and I'm gonna turn the TV on. And as soon as the screen clicks on, you go, I, 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 I have no interest in this. I don't even have interest in just being a lazy fuck. You know, the thing with a birthday is when you're young, it's exciting because things are happening, right? You're like, I'm going to get to high school, get my dick sucked, things are going to happen, <laughs> I'll get hair on my... But then uh, once you tick over uh, about 20, it's just uh, the sands of time slipping through as you realise, fuck, I'm at my 20-year high school reunion and my parents dropped me down here. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd, and they're like, where are you living at the moment? And you're like, why is that important to you, mate? Do you know what I mean? Why don't you focus on your own shit? And he's like, nah, but like, what's happened? I heard you're doing great. You had this. I'm like, just shut up, okay? Do you want to fucking, do you want to have a bit of punch or what? Like, we're going to have a good night or what? Like, it's not all about that, mate. Do you want to have a punch? Do you want know, a bowl of punch or a fucking punch on cunt? Imagine, imagine how the birthdays get worse and worse because there's, there's nothing to look forward to because it's basically, um, it's a reminder that you've achieved nothing again for a whole year. And people are rock around with a cake to the same shithole that you lived before. You got a 3% pay rise from your, your fraudulent boss who's going to jail for 10 years. And people are like, come on, have a smile on your face. And you, slowly your arms start to fold and you become that 90-year-old at the gig mm. watching me trying to live out my dream and thinking, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like there's anger. Fuck off. You've, you, you've still potentially got a chance that something could happen. I know that I'm going home to my caravan. Like, it's over. It's over for me. This is why you need kids, because then you latch on to them, and you're like, he's going to be, he's a great cricketer. <laughs> Look at the way he catches. He's going to be in the Australian team. And then, no, he's not. Then he, puberty hits, and he, he, he grows to about 5'2". <laughs> you realise that he's got your genes. You're like, fuck, he was only really good because he was uh, hit puberty in primary school. That was the only reason he was excelling at sport yeah, for you, a few years. Yeah, fucking vampire. Yeah, <laughs> latching on to the kids. I love the, the early peak. The kid that wins year one to three running races, and then they sort of they've got this misplaced ego, mm. and then by high school they're coming dead last. They're the dumbest guy in the in the class, and it's like you realise that their peak was year one, where they could beat anyone running because they had a weird growth hormone that meant they were bigger than everyone. <laughs> yeah, man, that's a huge what a problem, sad man. State of affairs. So many uh, kids in in high school and and the whole way through, they're like, oh, mate, you're. You're excelling. You're doing so great. Like we're putting you in the advanced stream class, and you're gonna take you take the special special maths for the special kids, and you take the special English, and oh, you're so good. Yeah. You're flying through it. And you're you're googling you're googling Elon Musk and thinking like, I'm on the trajectory. Yeah, we're so similar in many ways. And the teachers are like, you've got a lot of Elon Musk vibe to you, mate. You're gonna be <laughs> you're gonna be something special. And then I went down to the shops. 
it's like the reunion. I went down to the shops last week and I, re- I saw a girl from a high school and she looked like a, 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 something you'd say under a bridge man, like that the, what had happened, life had burned her. Do you know what I mean? She'd been scolded. And I'm not being mean. I'm just saying like reality had kicked in. She was one of the glamour girls. And I was I looked at her at Spotlight trying to get cheap fabric. <laughs> it's like, well, that poor girl, that poor girl, she dated the high school sweetheart who's now a truckie. You know, and it's like they had the dream and they had their debut on ball where they go king of the ball, queen of the ball, and they danced as they sipped vodka and talked about becoming Elon Musk. And this is what, uh, why it changes so much with picking up because in high school it's all potential. Yeah. The, the, the spacey guy that's going to become the surfer and you're like, he's like Kelly Slater. But the truth is he's no Kelly Slater. You live in a regional area <laughs> and his skill level is actually, he's probably 100th best surfer, 100,000th best surfer <laughs> in the world. But he's, he's Lockie Leonardo. What was that book? Um, Lockie Leonardo. Do you know that book? Uh, Tim Winton wrote? I don't, no, I don't think so. Tim, Tim, Lockie Leonardo... Do you know it? Fuck, man. Are you going to Google this reference for this? What is this for? Just think about what you're Googling and what the, what it's for. Well, I'm just... <laughs> I just feel like it's Lockie Leonardo. I don't know it's it. It's from a book series. I don't know it, man. But you don't know any of the... You don't know any of the, the Perth uh, things, like Ship to Shore. You wouldn't know what that was. No, that's true. Ship I don't sh- I don't live in Perth. <laughs> and it was kids that were sent out to Rottnest. And I remember the main lead... I went and watched him at a private school and he did uh, Joseph where he wore the multicolored coat and oh, he yeah. sang and everyone was like around him. And I, I remember people getting signatures and then I looked him up then and he's done a, he did a um, car auto repair ad and that was about it. That's all that ever came. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still, he's still got his website and his parent, it's 20 years on and he's, he's not in Hollywood and he does uh he does voiceovers or whatnot. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. just loved, I loved the thought of him as Joseph as he came and drove home and his parents, he probably had a spat with his parents going like, fucking I told you I wanted Chinese, you know. It's, it's my process, mum. It's how I'm going to make it. <laughs> and then he's a deluded little fuckhead in a regional area that thinks that his talent would translate on a global scale, which is so unlikely. Do you know what I mean? In every school, there's the fastest runner, mm. the brightest kid, but pitched against the human population, they're probably all awful. Your best runner in your school is probably dog shit. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't matter though, because if you've got if you've got a kid who's bright and all the way through school, they're being told, "Oh, you're clear. You can do whatever you want. You're great. You're flying through." As soon as you dump them out the other end, they think, "Fuck yeah, I'm a, I'm a genius. I'm the fastest kid in school. I'm the best surfer. I, f- I fuck anyone I want. I'm absolutely crushing it." Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I, I don't have to. I don't have to try at all. And the thing that you've crushed and destroyed that they needed the most was the challenge and knowing and like knowing yeah. that they needed to work hard and then they don't have the work ethic here. They needed that blood in the water and I love it because I imagine I, I like thinking of them um, what I'd like to do is at the high school reunion you throw you show like a TV montage up as they eventually become the, the photo that you see on the back of cigarettes. <laughs> it's a horrible warning. And you, you sort of show them surfing and then they're like Bell of the ball, and it's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna live forever. We're king of the world. They do some act out at the front of their fucking little um, ute. We're the king of the world, Sheila. We're gonna do it all. And then you show realities are kicking in, 
asking for a pay rise, the wife leaving him, his face, so, and then him trucking, the trucking injury that wrecks his surfing leg. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and then yeah. he, he can't f- fix, pay to get his teeth fixed. And then him returning to the high school reunion. And what I think I'm going to do for the, the next high school reunion is um, create montages for people with their story life that's using really social good, media. Man. Dude, that's so funny. Guys, I know tonight's about nostalgia. And what I want to do is I've created a short video for everyone to reflect. And it's not just photos from high school. It's basically timelines of the popular ones showing the car crash. And it's like, and it starts off, we're going to live forever. And then it's more ominous music. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Jeff's wife is gone. (laughs) Suddenly you're like, it's more heavy metal. Fucking your butt. It's like a bat out of hell. And you see him driving a truck. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I just love, I love, that would be so good because... When I looked, I didn't go to my high school reunion, but I saw photos and the idiots had made montages that were frozen in time that were just him throwing the shot put, winning the the state record. But I want the shot of him him realising that uh, there's a repossession notice on the front of his uh, caravan. And him crying as, as it's the kids leaving the bus. Oh, man, you should... Uh, I was going to ask if you'd gone to any of your high school reunions, but, man, getting those getting those photos... And you just... Whoever's organising it, you just say, hey, do you, is, it, is it cool if I bring a montage? Is there an AV thing? And you pick out one guy and you just fucking show his, his descent, man. You start off with the video, him winning the state record and shot put. Then there's video footage of him accepting Bell of the Ball... Going like, hey guys, you know, if we believe we can all do anything, trust me, that's how I won the shot put and that's how we're going to make an impact. There's a lot of an Elon Musk vibe to me and we're going, we're going, we're going. And then you have the next shot, like 26, and slowly as he, you know, becomes that haggard woman that I saw at Spotlight, you know, trying to get cheap fabric. And then eventually it's a shot of, I just want like, repossession and some of it like you can't you got to fill it in so you know like he lost his house but you don't have footage of that so you just show like um random sort of uh, images from the internet of like a house with the repossession notice on the front and then (laughs) it'd be so funny man because you have no loyalty there and then um i can just imagine the crowd starting elated, clapping, Jeff, 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 <laughs> and then seeing, and then going like, you're, you're a prick, and then people sort of throwing drinks in your face and going, turn it off, turn it off, and I'm like, there's still 15 <laughs> yeah. minutes to go. Turn it off, what do you mean <laughs> to? Like, this is Jeff, this, this is his life. Why, why, I didn't do anything to him. I've not talked to him in 20 years. <laughs> Someone shut off that audio, turn off the fucking music. And it's like, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. And they're like, turn it off, turn it off. And then, and then, then like, you've ruined the night. You're an absolute, you're a fucking asshole. Why'd you do that? Jeff's run off. Jeff's run off. <laughs> He's gone. He's run. <laughs> He's waddled away. He's waddled back to his truck. He's got another delivery to make. Then you don't realise Jeff has made his own video. (laughs) Yeah. And it shows me being the high school dork achieving nothing and then achieving nothing in my whole life. (laughs) And then he wins. And it's like... Yeah, at least he had that Footage of me having my house repossessed, but he got blowjobs when he was in high school. So it's like, actually, he won. I guess it's kind of cruel, right? There's there's sort of a a, a brief period of time where being successful feels is is good. Because if you peak too early, you don't appreciate it at all. And then the the descent, it's like a... It's not a huge gradient. It might only be 8% 
uh, of a gradient, but it keeps going down forever and ever. Dude, well, it's the gambler's spiral. You end up with a high watermark, and I'm sure some of those high school uh, heroes still do sort of random drive-bys of the high school. Like, they'll be oh, on their way yeah. home from work and say, oh, you know, I might, I might just have a little drive-by past Corrine. And they just slowly drive, and they play their music, we're going to live forever, and, tr- and have tears streaming down their face. <laughs> have you haven't been to any of your high school reunions or anything, have you? Man, the thing was, like, I, I found high, high school so random. It's just 200 random fuckheads that live near you. Like, I don't understand why there's yeah, so much but you've, uh, emotion that's what around I mean. that. You've not, you've not gone, right? I have no interest in it. I'm like, for me, it was... Exactly. Exactly. So, all, it's the pe- the people who go to those high school reunions are the ones who have these, like, these golden years memories because that's where it was all happening. The high, they had everything, the youth, that unrealized potential, and they were, they were getting yeah, 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 laid yeah. and going to parties, and it was all, it was all working for them. And then like, every 10 years, they're like, oh... We can recapture the magic. Maybe if we all we're all back in the same place, maybe lightning will strike and it'll be it'll be 1995 again. <laughs> you, you can be back again, and they get their spray tans. I saw photos of them; and they were all overdressed, oh, wearing yeah. ball gowns and like spray tans, and then they'd still be in there. Oh, Pete, Pete, your eyes still fucked up, is it, mate? <laughs> Pete's, Pete's uh, uh, a successful IT entrepreneur now. It's like, oh, you're fucking... <laughs> but I, I, I agree, man. Like, what is the attraction? If you have actually grown as a person, you would have no interest. It's like uh, when you're living on a street and they have street parties mm. and they're trying to, like, create Ramsey Street. <laughs> and I'm like, what interest do I have in you guys? Like, yeah. I don't want to live in suburbs... I hate that I can hear you over the fence. I'm sure it's fuck not having a Christmas party on the street as we have wines and we create like, oh, we're a family now. I'm like, no, we're all here because we fucked up because we're not Elon and I don't have a big enough estate so I have to get to know strangers because I'm never going to live free. Like I have to share my space. Like your the house, where your neighbour's house is is where your tennis court should be. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you had a decent life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I don't, I don't like them. I despise them. I'm like, your house is where the water slide should be, you fucking turd. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. I have uh, checked up on people that were from a high school and there's a stringer, like a lot are in prison. And then I still, I, I, checked, I checked into one of their exchanges and they were still doing the, like, shut up, you poof, you fucking faggot. Like, they were still, <laughs> still talking like 16-year-old dickheads. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, that car's such a fucking poof car. And I'm like, he's 40, 40, 48, 59, whatever age. Man, how, uh, yeah, how could you be friends, like Facebook friends with people from high school? It's just... Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you, you have your, you have your actual friends. You make a couple of the lifelong ones, and then that's it. Uh, why would you want to go go and see what those people that you had like fifth period English with, what they have been up to for the past ten? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Years? Well, I mean, I have, I've got a lot of them banked up in my Facebook. They tried to add me. Oh, and yeah, I'm like, yeah, why? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, why? I'm, I'm like, I'm not keeping in touch with old employees from other jobs. I'm like, I don't know. I know that for you, you were in Steven Spielberg where they'd zoom in, you're having breakfast and you're like back to the future skating to school and you're making out with everyone. But I'm like, to me, it was a meaningless exercise or uh, obedience training, just treat, teaching you to become an employee. I'm like, what's, what was exciting about high school? All they taught you was to be submissive and break your spirit 
but with a series of tasks. <laughs> Each one you should have told them to get fucked. No, I'm not going to make a fucking animal out of sticks for you overnight <laughs> as an assignment. Do you know what I mean? I'm doing yeah. my own shit. You know, remember you have to do those projects where you, they give you a massive bit of cardboard and you have to glue shit on? Yeah, and yeah. It's like the moon landing. One of those, uh, and it's, what, are they, what are they called? The, the, the split? No, they had a fucking name for them, didn't they? Dude, it was like it, you'd have a big montage and you would cut it out and you'd use like paddle pop sticks to make the, the space carrier thing and then moon landing and Yuri Gagarin. First man in space, and then you'd have a diorama that have you make a diorama, dude. And you'd have to stand in front of the class, and they go, "It's great what you've done. I love that you put uh, sparkles on your space craft mm-hmm. thing. It's just like a total waste of time. It's like, what is this shit? Like you're trying to combine art with science. I don't, I don't understand any of these things. You know those those mind explosions yeah. where you would explain something with, um, and then you'd have to make them. I think I did mine on Hitler. <laughs> I remember doing mine on Hitler. <laughs> tried to they wouldn't let me do it i did a speech in year eight uh on on george bush you know how you'd have to do a speech every year on george bush and uh man it was basically it was basically uh ripped from like bill hicks listening to too much bill hicks as a as a 12 year old oh mate that's so good because you know what they can't because they have to be neutral they can't you can be really right or left leaning so you can like do they go your hero, and you can do George Bush, and he, you can be like, he went and got damn oil. He got that oil. And it, on the top of your cardboard is, get them oil. He went and got them oil, and you've just got uh, uh, guns and shots from, like, the wars hey, with bombings, and you're like, there's no weapons of mass destructions, but we still got them oil. And the, the teacher can't, she can't get angry because your parents are obviously like fucking hillbillies and they'd come in and go, what you been saying about George fucking Bush, the greatest fucking president of all time? And she's got to listen to you spew hate. They go, we bombed them. We bombed them tower heads. We got oil now. You yeah, we got mean? all the hard shit. No, it wasn't a pro-George Bush speech, but um, I, man, I fucking, they, they uh, fast-tracked me through and I won, I won the whole thing. I won the whole speech competition with my uh, Did you? irony George Bush speech. Yeah, Dude, I think so many, I think a lot of people did really well stealing like comics ideas for their presentations, stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a George Carlin idea and they're like, fuck, he's a genius. And you actually just Googled George Carlin and like copied his speech? If you're 12 years old and you're interested in stand-up comedy uh, and then it comes time to do a speech competition, you can crush, man. They're like, wow, this fucking, this 12-year-old is absolutely incredible, you know? like <laughs> I wish we had, we got to get the video of that because I think it happens all the time where it's like a talent contest and someone comes out and go like, Ice cream, the ice cream machine. Mama, I want to get an ice cream. And I'm like, hang on, this is Eddie Murphy. Like, what the fuck? And they're crushing. And then people are like, you're going to be Joseph. You're going to be the, you're going to be a superstar. Your writing's amazing. And you know that you've been Googling and sneaking. Your ideas are not original. You know that, man. I think they're comics now that must not. They know they're just uh, stealing acorns from better comics. Do you know they, yeah. they, they're grabbing them and burying them and they're sort of getting some momentum, but they know their source because when it's dark and they're in their underwear in their house, you know they're Googling and listening to like comics and saying, ooh, I'll just change this premise a little bit. But do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> there, there are a lot of people doing that, hey? Don't you think there are a lot of people? Yeah. They don't do it. They do it su- subconscious, but I'm like, your premises aren't original thoughts. So I'm like, what hope do you have, cunt? 
Do you know what I mean? Like the idea has to be an original one. There are very few. There are very few original ones left. That's the. I think the the other trap that you can fall into is going. Uh, oh, I've got a joke on this, and then you hear someone else has a joke that's sort of not similar, but like the, there's an idea there that relates to yours, and you scrap it and you never explore anything. Because of course, you, you're gonna you're gonna trot over the same ground until you develop your own voice and you can oh, become. Oh uh, yeah, funny mate, you're right. You're right, and being a human's a hack. Like, there's yeah. nothing that anyone's doing. Like, it's not like um, right now. If you you followed one of your high school guys, he's he's crazy. He's in a, a jet, and then he's doing some crazy shit. Everyone right now, it's Saturday or whatever, is probably down either the park or the shops, walking around, mm. going, "I might get a boost juice." <laughs> I'm like, so how hard is it when you're at a mall getting a boost juice, and then you go like, you know what, I might get go to Spotlight and get new curtains, some bright curtains for the trailer. Like, how the fuck are you going to write an original idea? Like, where is anything? It's not like you 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 wake up and there's an alien in your room. That's trying to fucking probe your ass, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna get some insight. I'm gonna get some insight. It's just basically you in traffic, then you driving home, then you sleeping, then drinking nine liters of white wine to try to get through the weekend, and then back to your asshole boss haggling, saying, "Please, man, can you just give me a three percent pay rise because uh, the kids have an excursion, and I um, it's ten dollars that I haven't budgeted for. I need it." Yeah, what is it? It's not like we went from uh, from vaudeville to Sam Campbell. You know what I mean? Like there's Bruce and yeah, yeah. Arlen, like the whole way through. Like you got to you got to get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all derivative, man. It's all anything is is, is slow advance. Well, I think I think only your ego would tell you that you're not derivative by being a human because even just um, when you're at a picnic, the way it unfolds is a cliche. Do you know what I mean? The combo, yeah. what you do. It's, not, it's, it's very rare you go to a picnic and have your mind blown where someone goes like, I've been, I've been sucking homeless guys' dicks for, for fun. <laughs> and they're like, what? And you're like, I suck their dicks at night. You know, you're like, I fucking burnt a dog in an alley. And you're like, what the fuck is that talking about? It's always very generic chat hey, yeah. where they're like, yeah, we're working on some new curtains and we're, we've just put a, a down payment for our wedding. We're going to have 40 grand of booze to try and make uh, you guys all think that we're doing well, even though we know, we're, we know you, you're living with your parents still. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, no one blows your mind. You, you never go to an event and have some crazy... You do occasionally, but have a crazy cunt that just blows your shit, where you're like, what the fuck is going on? I'm at a dinner party, and this guy said he, he torched a dog in an alley. Like, it's just fucking... Even if it's made up, just to fucking jam this shit, like jam... Uh, rod into the wheel spokes yeah. just go crazy like do you know you want to do that a bit more when was the last time you think you truly had your mind blown by something at all never man i, I every event i'm at it's just so passe and, and generic and it's just like yeah 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 election coming up it's chaos out there isn't it i mean well i mean you're not going to win either way are you and i think middle america <laughs> You know, they're always going to go for someone like Trump. Imagine you if you were a hillbilly. I mean, who you voted for? Trump. I think the media is pushing the agenda of Biden, but I think long term, I think realistically, it will be another Trump election. And then, you know what I mean? And then they agree. And like all ideas are stolen from the paper that you read that morning mm-hmm. after getting your boost juice. You read at home on your kitchen counter, yeah. and it was I think I think uh, Trump will probably get another four years. Do he will get another four, man? 
That's my pick. And we're calling it before the election. It is, uh, yeah, it is a scary one, isn't it? Like, nothing nothing will change. Despite, you would think that the, uh, I thought the media had more control, but clearly they don't. They have no influence now because they did it here and they tried to push Labour and it was a landslide the other way. And they're doing it right now, trying their best avail to get Biden. But I think uh, it'll be a landslide. But what, you know what I like? The human spirit. They're, they're, they're unwavering ability of optimism, the thought that the, this new election is going to change their circumstance when it never has. Like, I've noticed no discernible difference, no. but we're always having a shit fight at a dinner party. Oh, he's going to get in. It's going to change it all. We're going we're gonna... to... But I'm like, has anyone noticed any change no. ever? Like, what's the point of the semantics? Like, there's no real core change year to year in my life. Like, I look out, it's the same... Nothing has changed. And then they're like, oh, fucking Trump's in. It's going to fall to shit. I'm like, nah, the Illuminati is making all the big decisions anyway. You know the conspiracy... Dude, what happens to the Glitterati, man? Like, the Illuminati can fuck off. The Glitterati is all I used to hear about when I was when I was younger. Who's the Glitterati? The, I never heard mate, of it. The, the Glitterati, I, I don't know who the Glitterati are. From, uh, from my memory, it was a, a, a group of uh, gay guys who were really well-dressed, I think, maybe. And it was some kind... Of, but, man, the Glitterati's gone. The, everyone's talking about the Illuminati. Dude, I heard some good ideas that the Illuminati, like, they have to go into a forest and do depraved shit to get presidents or to get to big level. You have to, like... There's all sorts of gay acts. And I was listening to that Tim Dillon thing. Yeah, like the hazing so that they can... They've got, they've got something over you. You have to let um, Bill Clinton, like, bang you. In the arse to become the next president? Well, that was the that was the Epstein conspiracy theory is that he had all of this all of this wealth and influence because uh, like they you fly out to the island and they'd be like, oh no man, she's fourteen, but it's fine here. And then and then there's photos and then you you're in power and they're like, we got we got the pictures. I oh, remember. Don't you remember? Don't you remember Billy when you're out in the island and we're having a good time? It'd be a be a real shame if someone got their hands on some of those photos. <laughs> Yeah, 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 some, Billy. Of those, some of those girls were pretty young, Billy. I don't know if that was all right. Billy, we, we warned you. We warned you, but you, you couldn't get your hands off them, <laughs> could you, mate? You couldn't keep your hands off them. I told you this is not right what you're doing here, Billy. And Because like, there's no footage of you yeah, re- involved. You're telling yeah, me at breakfast. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. We've all banged the 14-year-olds. It's fine, yeah, mate. Yeah. It's free for all. Then all the footage is him like with white wines, all handsy by the pool. Oh, remember, Billy. You're nowhere to be seen. You're like, oh, I've just got a meeting. Got a meeting. I'll be back in the pool now. I'll be back in a minute, man. Do what you want. <laughs> and then there's yeah, camera crew. You're all covered. You're all covered in blood, mate. You chopped her up, didn't you? You chopped her up into real small bits and pieces. And <laughs> mate, we all helped you. We helped you put her through the pool filter, and we said we wouldn't tell anyone. But oh, you John, mate. You know John. He's a bad guy. He got some pictures on his camera phone, and it would be a real shame. It would be a real shame. We got your DNA all over the scene, you <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Do you know what's funny as well is um. But they've been talking about, because I was listening to the Alex Jones and they were talking, oh, is it Alex Jones from InfoWars? Yeah, Alex Jones. Why, man, why are you, you going you're gonna to go down a fucking rabbit hole that I'm not a big fan of? I man. loved it, man. He was talking about how like, he went in and there was um, Danny Glover and there were big acts there and they were in a forest and it was um, uh, Bill Clinton was dressed in a dress and <laughs> Henry Kissinger was like had his fingers up his ass or something like there was just some crazy shit and that you had to let people bang you to try get uh, elevated in this world and there was just some depraved sick shit 
well, that's being done. The glitterati, that would never happen with the glitterati. They come in, you get a nice makeover. I think the glitterati should be in charge. I don't know why the Illuminati has all the power. Yeah, man. Do you know what the biggest conspiracy I heard was that China is basically aborting, that, that it's not Russia, that it's China that is um, corrupting the US and making it more and more of a joke by getting Trump in and then it'll be Kanye West and then it'll be fucking Ellen DeGeneres <laughs> and they're just making, they're making you eventually like just lose all faith in democracy and capitalism and you eventually come to their dark side and get Ying Ying Ping or whatever the fuck some guy <laughs> you know and go like fuck it we're better off to have a thousand year plans what the fuck happened dude it was a clown on a stick like we're voting eventually it's gonna get more and more ridiculous who's in charge don't you think because where do you go from Trump you can't go from back from Trump to a sensible person it's not like they're coming back as much as we hated the clintons at least they had the veil of professionalism but i'm like what comes after trump it's price discovery now isn't it you know what i mean it's like sure yeah. it might, we might dip back down again like it, like if we got a biden sure but the ceiling's been broken like if trump can happen it could be anything i do love the idea of there being like a secret chinese meeting and everyone's sitting in a room and there's just so, like it's the what yeah what's his name ying 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 ping is that the, that's the yeah no i just i said that like probably half race i never know <laughs> ying ying ping. no i don't think it, <laughs> i don't know what it is it's not close though it's sorry it's not far away it's uh xu 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 oh wait no yeah, 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 no, yeah. no no hold on no you know what you know what? <laughs> this is the problem man this is the problem right i typed in what i thought might have been his name i put in Jinping, okay and it came up with <laughs> xu Jinping, who is a different Chinese politician. It's another guy. Oh. If you type in Zhu Jing Jingping, you can type in any combination of Jing, Ping, and Zhu, and you come up with a Chinese politician, and you'll think, I've got him, I'm not racist. But you are racist, but you're also not racist because they need to have different fucking it's names. Jing Jingping, who's like the general secretary. <laughs> Wait. Like, that's who I was meaning. Is but I'm like, I wasn't far off, mate. Like, it's very hard. It's the same way, like... You tell someone from another thing to say Andrew or uh, Alfonso. Okay, look, the guy's you know name... I mean? They're going to get it wrong. The guy, it doesn't make me racist no. when they go to go Adolf or, you know, like there's pronunciation. It's hard for me to know because I don't course. speak Chinese. So the guy I looked up by typing in, I, I basically smashed my hand against the keyboard <laughs> near the X yeah, yeah, and yeah. the P and I came up with Zhu Jinping. Now, the guy who is actually in charge is Xi Jinping. What? Yeah, yeah. Am I <laughs> anyway, this is making my bit worse because what I was going to say is I love the idea of Xi Jinping and probably Xi Jinping's there as well. He's hanging out. He's in a, like they're in the, in the boardroom and it's just like the light is dark. You know, everyone's smoking because he's still allowed to do that over there. And then they a, a projector comes up and it's just a big picture and he goes, Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres. As and it's the, the, the master ping pong. No, that's too much. <laughs> the supreme ruler comes behind a curtain. Ping pong. <laughs> and, and <it> <laughs> Jing, Jing, Jing pong. Ping, Jing, ping pong. No, man, this is racist. No, you can't man, have this in there. Jing, ping pong is great. That's really good. Anyway, so the idea is that they're, they're, uh, they're undermining... 
Stay tuned for this week's episode of Jeffrey Dahmer and Greg, where Jeffrey Dahmer tries to sprinkle a little TLC in Greg's life, while Greg finds himself on a testosterone-ridden golfing afternoon with Ed and Larry. Kitty, misunderstanding the word shower, readies for a social event with hors d'oeuvres and formal invitations. And Jeffrey Dahmer kills a boy, bludgeoning him to death with a 10-pound dumbbell. It's not the Russians. It's not the Russians. That it's China undermining it and making it more and more of a laughing stock. So eventually it'll be like Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan experience as president. And then eventually people will be going like, well, this is a fucking shit show. I'm like, the, the, the girl on season three from Love Island is now in charge. I'm like, what the fuck? Fuck this shit. I'm out. Like, get the Chinese in for fuck's sake. We spent it all on fucking ribbon and fabric from Spotlight. Like, we spent the world, the, 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 the healthcare budget was done to get plastic surgery, to get boob jobs. We'll be in, we'll be in death camps, man. It's going to be, uh, I, just, I, just hope, I just hope I die before. It's all, it's all coming coming down right Do you know what the you know what the big thing is is like cuz guys that are obsessed about boobs that's the next move guys getting boobs boobs their own boobs <laughs> cuz they want them so much you might as well have your own set eventually i reckon in the next 100 years guys will be getting boob uh, in, uh, implants and everyone will have tits like why wouldn't you like i would like to have a set of tits just to play with on the bus do you imagine this okay imagine this Here's an idea for you. Yeah. Bert Kreiser gets his shirt off. Yeah. What about if he had double D's? <laughs> like he had tits on. It would be so much funnier if Bert Kreiser had massive cans and he had got like silicone breasts. Yeah. And then he comes and goes like, I'm the machine. I'm the machine. And he's got a big fucking big titties. Like actual proper titties, and his fans can squeeze them for the VIP experience, and they're meaningless to them. They got hair over them, and you rub them, and you can suckle them. You know, suckle them after the show, and he gives you motorboats. The the Bert, the Roe Rogan experience, and you can do a motorboat with Bert fucking the machine Chrysler. Bert Kreischer is feeding the audience from the stage, man. He doesn't lean into his brand enough. Dude, what are you talking about, man? Cunt. He is a dumb cunt. His whole brand's a dumb... I have, uh, like, that machine story... He needs fucking double Ds if he wants to really capture his market. That machine story was the was a great story the first time I heard it. And then every subsequent time I've seen Bert Kreischer or a clip of Bert Kreischer, it's the same fucking story, man. It's just over and over again, the same story. But now he takes his shirt off and it's on Netflix instead of being a YouTube video that was passed around. Oh, dude, you know what I love so much is no one pieces together that he went to uni... He got to do the exchange. We didn't get to do the exchange, right? Because your parents have to pay for you to go to Russia, which is really expensive. And he went to uni for 10 years and drank. And his dad paid for that. Like, he's a horrible, spoiled private school boy. Horrible, man. He had 10 years at uni, keg frat parties. Mm -hmm. And then he had stories from the frat parties as he drained his rich dad lawyer's money, partying it up. How you going, Bert? Are you doing any of the homework? Yeah, I'm the machine. I went to Russia. I fucking got drunk and robbed people on a train. I'm like, you sound like everything I hate about privilege. So you went to Russia to experience the culture there. Your dad had funded it. You're nine years into a uni degree that you're pissing up the wall. And you, you went to Russia and robbed 
civilians and yelled out, Hear machine, ha machine, like we just did with Ying Ping. I'm like, you're a despicable <laughs> human being. Everyone else that got the opportunity, a lot of the lower class were at uni. They got their law degree. They grounded out. They went to Russia. They learned Russian. You learned nothing. You got blind drunk. And then we all listen to the story and go like, what a, what a king. Oh, party boy, party boy, party boy. But actually a spoiled brat that's just written off his mum's vehicle. Do you know his hardworking nurse mum's vehicle? He's borrowed it on a drunken night and wrecked their, totaled their car. Do you know, like just a yeah. horrible shit. Now, I was thinking about this, like uh, doing, doing a Chinese accent is, is considered not good, right? But Sasha Baron Cohen is allowed to do uh, a mock Kazakhstanian accent. And Borat 2's on Prime. It's great. He's making I love fun of Borat, the- though, man. It's my favourite. But yeah. you know what I liked about him? Sasha Baron Cohen, because he's like um Oxford graduate. He's very well-spoken. And he did this long address on, um, on political correctness and not punching down. And he said, like, free speech is, should be restricted. Some of the stuff's despicable. But he made all his money by mocking a minority group. Nice. <laughs> Show my dicky. I'm a peasant from the farm. I'm like, he's yeah, mocking. But not only that, right? Not not only is he doing the voice, he's going to like to the embassy and holding press conferences and like actively undermining oh, a, a small GDP country with the power Good. of a huge media. That's what I'm saying. What a fucking hypocrite. He's in there going like, you shouldn't act like that. And he's probably the worst of the lot because he's effectively made money by doing the Chinese accent. That's what he's done. What was this address? Like, I'd have to, I'd have to see the fucking. It's nice. We rape our doggies. <laughs> you know, like it's the, it's the lowest. It's like going to Bali and going, oh, do you eat your doggy? You eat the doggy, do you? You like the dog in China? I'm like, it's fucking despicable. And then we're all howling. He's he's exactly like Chris Lilly, but he hasn't been he hasn't been called out yet. That's what I was thinking, man. He hasn't been cancelled. He hasn't been but called out yet. He is doing the Chris Lilly. Thing. But then he's he's got the balls to do a fucking speech about call out culture and saying that it should happen. I'm like, what the fuck? Why hasn't anyone called out Borat? Like he's totally he's totally wrong. I just think that the most fucked thing, right, is that uh, the <laughs> there's this difference in people's heads between you doing like a fake accent of someone who has a different skin tone to you and if you if and doing a fake accent of someone who has a similar enough skin tone to you it's like as soon as it look as soon as it's different enough it's like oh that's that's horribly racist dude it's it's it's, it's about um it's about whether they had been um uh, do, do you know what I mean? Like if they'd been oppressed historically, that's when you can't do it. But, so but you can what do you do mean? Italian Kazakhstan is fine. That's what I'm saying. Kazakhstan. Yeah, I'm is saying. Fine. So you're fine with Kazakhstan? Um, you you should be actually allowed to do a Chinese because they're the biggest population in the world. They're the richest, the smartest. You can do so a Chinese. So it's actually punching accent. up. Yeah, you can. It's, that's fine. It's actually. It's punching up, dude, because we're the minority. We're white, dumb people, and we're lashing out at our supreme leaders, which are the Chinese. They dominate. So I'm like, there's nothing wrong with that. That's that's spitting on authority. Like, they are the dominators. Don't you think? Yeah. You should be able to do Ying Ping. I, I think you should be able to do any accent as long as you're not just being racist in the accent. No, dude. 
You can't. It's always racist because it's no, like... No, no. Listen, it's not always racist because Sasha Baron Cohen doing a Kazakhstanian accent is completely fine. Uh, well, man, what is, has Kazakhstan never been oppressed? Have those people never struggled? Oh, listen, dude. Uh, here's, here's, I'll give you a it's little... It's skin tone, man. It's just skin tone. It's the only fucking reason no, people you're wrong. have a problem with you're it. You're wrong. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the little rule of thumb. Never boo a slave. You can't go boo <laughs> to a maid or a slave. Don't boo slave. That's your rule of thumb. Don't boo slave, okay? You can't get your maid come in and go boo, boo. Like, that's, that's the rule of thumb. No. I don't think I don't think that should be the I think that if if that's the rule of thumb it's wrong. I think doing okay, doing a Chinese accent and saying ching chong bang bong is obviously Oh mate, you're disgusting. Why are you talking like this? <laughs> you're sick. That's that's fucked. You're gonna get us cancelled. No, that's sick oh, That's what I'm saying. That is wrong. The difference between that and then doing You're a sicko. And then, yeah, and then doing a Chinese accent, right, for for some kind of satirical purpose is is huge, right? The same thing with doing any accent. As soon as 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 soon as it's reduced down to essentially saying like uh, a fu- there's no good word for it, man, because I was gonna say gobbledygook, but that comes from that's, oh, a, race, that's a racist no. fucking term for what I'm talking no, about, isn't it? But you know what I mean. I know 100%, man, because they say no one's racist, but then we have races, which by definition means everyone's racist because you're distinguishing people based on race, right? So the very fact you have races means you cannot not be racist because you've defined people by their race. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, it's a a paradox. You say, oh, well, we don't want to be racist anymore, but then I'm like, you still identify as that group as Chinese and this group as Italians. And I'm like, by definition, you shouldn't have that on a form anyway. Anywhere. And it's sort of the same vibe, man, because you see comics do it and they'll do regional accents like, or Mike down there, and they're yes. just punching down at underprivileged. Yes. And then the, the, one that, the, the one that always missed me is the ginger. It's a free for all. <laughs> You're allowed to just basically, the gingers have to, the yeah, gingers have to just up, wear gingers. it. And they go, I'm a ranger, and they've got it. Oh, oh, mate, it's good you're taking that in, in the right spirit, that it was intended, <laughs> a bit of ribbing. But I'm like, that manifested is effectively what racism is. It's all the same. You going, you ginger cunt, why are you out in the sun? You need, you need the fucking sun cream on or whatever, you're orangutan. It's, it, that's the same thing, but that's fine. And it's fine to do a voice where you go, hello, you know, or g'day, mate. How you going? You damn fucking. No, I'm gonna do. Yeah. I'm gonna get a trailer. That's fine. But that's actually just mocking someone of lower s- social status. None of this should ha- should happen. None of this should happen. It's all gotta go. Either all of it or none of it. You know what I mean? Either it's okay for me to do a Nigerian accent. If it's okay for me to say it's me, Mario, it's okay for me to do a Nigerian accent. And if you're distinguishing between those two things, it's it's purely on skin color, which is which is Dude, I do fucked. Like, I, I, they, that is it is fucked. I do like the idea though, because when people do the Italian accent, they never do it's me, Mario. They always they never do like the the Mario one. It's always like. Uh, more like Tony Soprano. Like, I'm not going to do accents on this, but you know what I'm funny, it's fine, funny is people are very... But wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who's doing Tony Soprano? Is there fucking Italian accent? Yeah, what's, in it? what's the other... The normal one is normally like... Hey, yeah, you uh, come here, you, you come to the Italian, the Italian boy. It's always powerful. It's never like, it's a me, it's a Mario. <laughs> you, know, you, never... you know who doesn't, who doesn't, who doesn't cop flat for Mario? The Japanese have been doing that Italian oh, accent for 25 years and it's fine. And the Japan, 
but the thing is they and they don't um you go in there and you can't they don't embrace any other culture like they don't let any immigrants in it's so sick man it's so funny how uh like what an ethno state some of those asian countries are and then over here so you, like you do a, a mocking bow and everyone goes you racist piece of oh, shit mate, you, do you know i was thinking about it of comics because they're so hardcore and go you can't talk about that can't talk about that and then i was just suddenly thinking of like a couple of acts and i'm like it's always shazzers on the train with her kids rat tit and muggle fuck (laughs) and they're out there and i'm like they're having a go dude she's got an iq of 80 she's just trying to take them to the royal show for a day out and you're like so they're there with fucking bindi one and bundy two and shaz is there and she's like come and get a hot dog and i'm like How's that not fucking offensive? <laughs> it's fucking offensive. It's disgusting. You're basically attacking a dumb person. Do you know? It's it's exactly like racism. Well, this is the problem that we've encountered before when you were talking about the uh, uh, that Indian guy who you worked with in the UK for the for the house renos, right? And we're getting yeah. into, and we're getting into dangerous territory there. And it's like, well. He is Indian, and he did sound like that. Yet he was in a position of power, and he ripped you off. He punched down on you, <laughs> dude. Dude, you know what I? You know what I do now is like people say, "Oh, who did that?" And I say, oh, I, and they said, "Who was it?" Can you describe them? And I go, "I can't." And they're like, "What do you mean?" And I'm like, "I can't describe them." I said it was a woman. It was a woman. It was no, it was a man. And they're like, "But what?" And I'm like, "That man." And they go, can you describe anything? And I'm like, no, not safely. I can't say big nose. I can't say they're right. They say, what race? And I'm like, I'm not willing to say that. There was Look, a man up there. I couldn't be certain what race that person and was. And imagine, imagine, imagine eventually you go to the police, you have the police identikit, and they'll say, can you describe your assailant? And you're like, it was a person. And they're like, what gender? And you're like, I'm not willing to, I'm not going to. And they're like, what race? And you're like, nah, I don't feel comfortable where this combo is going right now. You're trying to fucking be right. Ra- you're trying to be offensive, mate. And they're like, well, who fucking raped you? And you're like, I'm not willing to say. It was a person. That's all you need to know. It was a sentient being living their life. And they're like, what race? What colour? What sex? I won't say it because I'll go to jail, okay? They won't disclose. There was a person out in the park that's done something horrible to me. Don't you think that's what that's, it'll be? Man, that's the move is to spend as much time as you can bearing witness to crimes and then refusing Dude. to provide any sort of information to the police on the grounds that you don't want to be a racist. <laughs> I actually did it, man, because um, when I went to the Big Brother auditions, a mate, a comic mate, she said, the lady there goes, I know her. And she goes, then she goes, who was it? Can you describe her? And I was like, nah, I can't. <laughs> like she was a Fijian, but I was like, I can't say it. I'm like, she's got frizzy hair. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, just like, I was like, because the thing is, the hard thing is if you don't give a description, they assume Caucasian. That's the, the error, right? The, the, the general assumption, I'm sure in China. Well, I think, hold on. I think that depends on the crime, though, doesn't it? You know what no, I no, mean? No, no, not crime. I'm not people in crime have, now. I'm in big, biases. <laughs> I'm in big brother world right now, right? But I'm saying to you, I do find it... Um, I have noticed that, though, like, man, um, whenever a white person commits... Uh, the, the, the race is never mentioned, but when there's a school shooting or a big thing, they're very quick to put the race in there if it's not 
white. Have you noticed that? But if it's yeah. a white, it's like yeah. a troubled teen. A troubled teen has broken down and finally lashed out. We need to be more cognizant of people's <laughs> mental health. And like, dude, he sprayed 19 bullets into strangers at a mall. Whereas more, it's like Muslim. Do you know what I mean? It's like That's the first Muslim thing. psychopath from Splinter Cell destroys although, our world. Although, okay, this, uh, this is... And a very progressive move, I think. Um, there was that uh, uh, that terrorist attack in Nice in, in, in France the other day, right? And, I, man, yeah. I had to read halfway through the article before I figured out that the guy was... Well, it didn't even say Muslim. It just said that he was screaming uh, Allahu Akbar. And I was like, oh. Oh, mate. Great. That's what I like. I was like, this is progression. This is progression. Is I don't know what, what, what race the terrorist is. I have to make I have to make assumptions in my head. It's beautiful. Dude, because how's the how's the fallacy? Because it's like the media then tries to say that that is representative of the belief, but that's not. That's a deranged psychopath. The same way the Catholic Church were molesting, that's not written anywhere. You couldn't say another Catholic Church at it. Uh, practicing the doctrine but you know what I mean for the media they jump on I'm like that guy he's not part of the community the guy that's spraying bullets he's not down there no. at the doing Ramadan or whatever the fuck they do do you know what well, I mean well that's like, the thing they didn't he, they didn't they didn't mention his, anything about well, it well I like it man because this is this has got nothing to do with it was this. dude it was basically it basically was nondescript man yells Alu Akbar and beheads elderly dude, women because <laughs> Isn't 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 so much of it caused by the media because the truth is that's a crazy person that mm. has nothing to do with their 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 ethnic background or their religious beliefs. That's just crazy. Every time something like this should happen, it should go crazy person fucking does crazy shit. Yes, like that's actually the truth. You don't get to try pin the tail on the donkey and go like. They're all a bit like that. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't represent anyone. But the media does it, and then suddenly you got Daryl in his ute yelling at some really nice woman that's just going about her business, yeah. going like, you fucking dogs, you're all the same. You fucking what you did out of Paris, you sick fuck. I'm like, where the fuck? Darren doesn't realise that it's Melbourne Cup Day and she's just wearing a fascinator. He thinks it's some fucking religious cup. He's screaming at everyone in Flemington. It's getting abuse as he goes past. (laughs) Mate, it's... Because how many Muslims are there? Is it... How many Muslims Muslims are there? No, well, Islam, that that follow... Muslim people that follow Islam, like, what's the population? It's it's billions. It's a few, yeah. It's It's a fair few billion. It's 1.8 billion. Not as, and then, not as many in China now that they have the death camps, but we're not allowed to do the dude, fucking it's, it's, voice, are we, Wolfie? We can't do the voice, but I'm telling you this. You've got 1.8 billion and then one person in Paris and then the media think it's appropriate to then say, hey, heads up, this yeah. 1.8 billion <laughs> is at it again. <laughs> this is reflective of what's happening. It's like 1.8 billion. I'm like, when will the others snap? They're all coming. They're coming for you. I mean, it's statistically irrelevant. One person from 1.8 billion and they have the gall to try pin the tail on the donkey. I'm like, who's committing the crime? It's the media that should be going to jail. You shouldn't be able to write that. Dude, that's a hate crime. To write an article that pins it on Muslim, Islam, uh, Islam belief or whatever, when it's 1.8 billion have done nothing and then to fi- pick one and then say that's reflective across the population is a straight crime. That's true. 
That's true. Um, it's a fucking crime. I think we should. Uh, I think we should get back on to. Uh, well, let's get off this race-based shit, yeah, dude. Yeah, We're going to get cancelled in this shit. <laughs> we 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 had we had no good insights. We just sounded like white boys saying, "Why can't we say Ying Ying Ping?" <laughs> like it's horrible. What the fuck are you doing to me, dude? Anyway, what we're talking about is Bert Kreiser needs to get a pair of breasts. No, I want to go back. I want to go back. What I don't. What I don't. Oh, dude, I want this. I want this. Patreon, if we can raise a certain number, <laughs> I'll get a boob job. Wait, now how much for a boob job? Is it just the bare minimum to get the boobs put in or do you need a bit on top? to? Uh... If, if we can raise 20 grand, I'll get double Ds put in for a year. For a year? <laughs> and I won't shave my chest, so I'll have like these hairy tits and I'll do all my stand-up with my shirt off. Dude. <laughs> and you know what I'm going to call my sh- the machine reboot? And I'm going to do the machine. What about the woman shame? The woman shame. And I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to talk about times that I exploited my privilege. And I'll be like, yeah, I, I borrowed money from my dad. I didn't pay it back. I used it on a trip. Are you also going to tell uh, very, very tall, possibly fabricated tales about uh, trips overseas that you had? Oh, mate, do you know what the thing is? Um, you can tell he's a liar because he elaborates so much. Once someone's in with this uh, detail and we're at the drinks cart and they served UDLs and these <laughs> Russian vodkas, I'm like, no one thinks to that level. No one has memories like that. Because I told the mug-off story and I was telling about how I'd been mugging off bouncers on yep. another podcast, right? Yeah. And I even forgot, like, because I got hit by a car randomly and I forgot that it... I told the wrong venue and I also forgot that the reason I got hit was because a bouncer had left his mark and was trying to punch me in the head and I stepped back into the street and that's how I got hit by that's how I got hit by a comedians driving past yeah. in their vehicle and smashed their windscreen but I'm saying to you like a true story is more like that these fucking flights of fancy from Chrysler are like so we got the ticket Tickets were nine ninety nine, <laughs> which I thought, and then there's some joke nine ninety nine. What about six nine nine? Sixty nine, six nine. You know, like I said, I remember saying it to the students. They all laughed and were like, "That's a sexual act, isn't it?" <laughs> Very funny, Bert. Um, Matt, what I wanted, what we were uh, on before though, is uh, you squirrel Craig Gore, right? You squirrel the money away. It's twenty fourteen. Yep. You've been banned from. Uh, ASIC has said, look, you are not allowed to direct any more companies. You fucked around yeah. too much. You've lost uh, you've gone from 189 million to zero on paper, at least in this country anyway. Yeah. Uh you, no, no more. And you think, look, okay, I've got a, I've got a, I've got 20 mil probably squirreled away somewhere. But I'm what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna risk it all. I'm gonna risk I've got a new idea. I've got a new van. I don't understand that bit. Of the, it's the it's the insatiable greed. Like how? It's not greed. It's bec- it's because um, your ego believes the product. Because you're like, well, if I've done it once, I'll do it again. Everyone thinks they're Elon Musk. Everyone thinks they can, at 16, invent a computer software, sell that on, put the entire project proceeds into PayPal, then put the entire proceeds into Tesla. Mm-hmm. Like they, it, it's very rare that someone's actually good. Generally, they have one one good idea and then the rest fail. 
Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And then they ride, they ride high. But I'm saying like that. You know the one that I was liking of the um, the fake traders was there's this wolf trader called Tyson Skulls, who's the same thing, but he had the best. He had Instagram. He's a trader, right? And yeah. he's just been caught up. He he got his money. He borrowed seven hundred and fifty thousand grand from his mum for a subway franchise, and oh, um, no. he never paid her back. So he basically, he had a kiting scheme just with his mum. She had to take him to court and it turned out he's, he's on Centrelink. He's never made a penny. He basically convinced his mum who had worked her whole life to give him money and then used it to buy a Lamborghini and pretend that he's a wolf trader. <laughs> and he's been caught up. But I'm like, oh, he's no. the worst. At least, at least your boss, say what you want about him. He still made 180 mil. At one point. Yeah, yeah. So he did have talent. He did at one point. He had point. talent. Well, okay, yeah, he did. But his dad, his dad, Mike Gore, was like White Shoe Brigade Gold Coast property developer who created Sanctuary Cove. Like, he, you know what I mean? Like, he dug a fucking island out. Okay, he, so and, he had no talent. Well, it's not like he came from nothing. Like, he did some stuff, but he was, he didn't, uh, he didn't hoist himself up by his own bootstraps. You know what I mean? He was able to fucking walk into the room. Think about it. It's like, it's Rich Daddy Syndrome. It's like Andrew Forrest, right? He, I've, we've spoken about it before. He did Anaconda Nickel, failed. Yeah. For most people from lower class, that's the end of you. You then work at Bunnings. Yes. Do the Bunnings tune. But his daddy, his daddy gives him a second life and rebirths him. So he basically gets a million swing of the bats. Right. So it's very easy to be brave when there's no risk. Yeah, when you've got the safety net there, it's fine. Well, you're like, okay, let me set up a car dealership. That's failed. Okay, uh, frozen yogurt. We're going to do frozen yogurt on the boulevard. That's failed. Okay, I'm going to do a special air conditioning business. Oh, that's failed. I'm now a public speaker. Oh, that's failed. Real estate. I'm going to set up real estate investments. Oh, that's worked. Fuck, he's a genius. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're basically, you're, you're a kid in a candy shop. You just try a million things and then one succeeds. You're like, from little thing, from rich things grows. He's, he's done it again. The family succeeded again. Do you know what I mean? Of course they have. Limitless swings of the bat. Do you know if you're at the fucking fair and you get to throw a thousand darts at the balloon because dad's got <laughs> unlimited fire, you go home with a teddy bear, yeah, right? Yeah. You don't then get to claim that you're good because everyone saw you throwing the darts. Eight of them hit the ground. You threw one and went backwards. <laughs> it went behind you. You finally slung one and hit the balloon. You get a teddy bear and now you're a, a raging success story. Um, and, and the other thing... Yeah, can you get rid of that? Because that's I don't really want to attack him. Well, yeah, I'll be... I'll beep that out. Yeah, it's fine. Um, anyway, um, just the other th- no, but just beep out. But then you have to beep out. Like everything that we beep out, I'll make sure that it's un- unable to be traced back until um, until they're convicted. I do love me. Ah, oh, I fucking I slept so good knowing that this. Can- By the way, uh, all of this vitriol. He owes me eight grand. That's it. Like that's <laughs> he's getting. Hopefully, oh, really? hopefully he gets a year for every thousand that he owes me. But just the idea that like. He was walking free, man. Oh, dude, also, the other thing I don't understand, right? He, he comes back. He comes back from Sweden, where he's got his family. Uh, he's been living mm. in Sweden, avoiding the authorities very successfully, by the way, after he dug yeah. up half of Port Hinchinbrook in a fucking tractor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Evading authorities, no problems. And in 2017, he's like, oh, maybe I'll take a little plane trip. Back over to Australia. Maybe I'll... I don't know what his plan was. Maybe he wanted to visit one of his other children from his first marriage or something. Yeah, why? Why Why do you come but back? why come back, 
Man, he comes back and they're like, oh, who's this at the airport? Craig Gore. And who's he running into? The Australian Federal Police. And what have they oh, got mate, for he's him? so dumb. A couple of a, a nice, a nice heavy pair of handcuffs. And then... Anyway, from 2017 until 2020, he's been rocking around in Brisbane. And then, uh, what, last Tuesday? Oh, guess what, Craig? Oh, you're not going out for your cafe breakfast tomorrow morning, mate. You're going downstairs to the cell to await sentencing in November. Oh, what a fucking turn of events. Let's get him on the pod, man. (laughs) How's he going to process this, man? Because, like... um, when you start e- emailing him every day, photos of him on the BRW Rich List, <laughs> just keep reminding him. Him on that beach, standing there, like Rich List, and then you just keep sending it to him. Because he, the thing is, uh, I, I just don't understand why he did that, dude. Why didn't he no, just I, pull out? I don't know, man. He was, he, it seemed like he was safe. Um, I, I reckon, uh, tell me what you think, maybe, I think three months. I think three months, we get in touch and go, hey, Craig, Good to see. So we can definitely, and you know, you know why he did it? You know why he did it and why they all do it? Because it's not actually as good as you think. It's not as good as you think. I think you get the, you get the estate, you stand there, and then your, your rotten soul, like Croc, <laughs> you start to feel like horrible and you're like, oh, the, the dream. You know, you're having the pina colada, you wander around in your gown and you, you're smoking a cigar and that's good for about three weeks. And then you're like, the yearning comes back. The demon comes back. That's like, oh, I'd like to rip off a few pensions. You know, oh, like, that's the real rush. Feeling their little wrinkly hands, shaking my hand as they sign over their house. That's his real rush. Yeah, yeah, I like to feel wrinkly hands in my hand. That's really what I want. Jet skis, boats, they mean nothing. Seeing an elderly man's hand come into my hand as he trusts me with it all, that's the real high. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's what it is. What do you think, man? I reckon three months and he, uh, he'll he be going so crazy in there that he'll take a fucking visit from anyone. You know what I mean? You want to set up a Zoom interview, he'll be like, yeah, anything to do, please. I'll fucking spill it all. You know what you do is you sell it to him like we'll sell your, your side of the story. It's bullshit what's happened here. It's a big... Uh, oh, uh, yeah, you, you know? owe me a few bucks, Craig, but you're a good man and always believes in what you are selling, man. You know what? Oh, we've got a platform for you. And that'll be the interview, mate. It's a miscarriage of justice. The, the property deal was real, mate. I trust you. Tell me more about it. <laughs> Tell me more. You were right. You are robbed. You're up, Craig. It's the real deal. And he'll be like, it's the real deal. The property deal is good. Oh, we're going to make a lot of money. I was fucked over by National Australia back. The houses were real. <laughs> I'm sure he's like that, dude. Yeah. It's like that, man. Because I was, I, I continue to try to sue people. And I'm in this Sundance at the moment, which is an iron ore play. Top 20. Yeah. And they meant to get funding from China and they reckon they got the 100 mil and I'm still waiting to see if it happens. It might happen. But I spoke to their, the CEO and I go, hey, you do realise that it, the first deal fell through and the second. I'm like, you've obviously been raising capital on the basis that the 100 mil is real. So I said, you know that that's fraud, right? Like, uh, it, obviously, if this 100 mil... I go, you know, if the 100 mil doesn't come through and it proves that it wasn't there that the, two, the four million you've drained in the last two years was a crime, like you'll probably go to prison. 
I said, are you aware? Like, because I said, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be making sure ASIC's aware. So I'm like, I've said, I wonder. And he was like, what? <laughs> oh, I hadn't thought of that. I'm like, yeah, well, you, you were raising capital on the basis of something that wasn't happening. I said, that's, that's jail, mate. So I said, like, you, you're obviously going to have to be hoping real much that in the next seven days that 100 mil comes, hey, or you're going to have a fucking, probably some cuffs on you. <laughs> and he, 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 it was so funny, dude. He hadn't thought of it that way. But it's, it was like when I was talking about Waringa, you know, when they fucked up the drilling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Picks of the week. That's what I was going to get onto next, man. If you, I, you would have gotten one of these in the mail too, I imagine. Yeah, trying to raise. And you know what I thought is like, why don't you ever sue your employee? Because you've got a drill rigger there. He's dropped two fucking bits into the hole. Man, that's what I was talking about when you when we dropped off when you dropped off the po- podcast last time. Man, WGO is fucking has been uh, is just drifting again because the dude, but they can't drill because the driller, right? They've du- they've dug this hole and they keep dropping the fucking drill down the hole. Yeah, so, so <laughs> that's the one thing, man. It's just a hole. Make a fucking hole in the ground. All you have to do is not drop people and drop drill bits down there. Like there will be blood. Do you know what I think though? Like uh, CEOs aren't ruthless enough. Like uh, what I would do is he's on two hundred grand a year. You're the drill manager, right? You're running the campaign, and I'll be like, well, that's cost us four million dollars. Yeah, and you, I hired you to do this job. And I would personally sue him and take his house and fuck him up. He'd be like, what do you mean? Like, I'm an employee. What? You can't sue me. And I said, I'm going to fucking try. I'm going to sue you for the $4 million you lost. You told me you could fucking operate a drill bit, dickhead. It's not worked. You've cost us $4 million. Direct damages. I want all your wages back. And I'm suing you for the $4 million drilling cost, fuckhead. Your house is gone. Don't they have insurance for things like this? No, to be honest, because he's an employee, he represents the company, so he's sort of insulated. You uh-huh. can't directly sue employees. No, I no, don't no. Believe. I mean, does, doesn't WGO and uh, STX, don't they have insurance for things like this, like the fucking drill falling in the hole? Yeah, maybe they do, dude. You know what pisses me off is the cheapskate na- nature. Like, they're probably using an old jo- drill rig. I'm like, no one cares if it costs... Three mil, six mil, eight mil. They just want to know if there's gas there, fuckhead. So I'm like, buy a brand new drill. We don't care (laughs) about saving money. What we don't want to see is incompetence. That is the big problem. That's the, the mismanagement is the biggest risk. I'm like, they go, oh, well, we could use that old one. We'll get that old motor. We can drive across the desert. I'm like, don't fucking do that if you're CEO. Get a good rig. Don't fuck around. Don't save 300 grand and shame the whole... Because you, you tank the stock, $20, $30 million in market cap, you dumb fuck. Do you know what I mean? And then you well, raise... How much is a drill? What does a drill cost? I don't know, man. But I think they... I think what I've heard is they're all on borrowed time. Like, they just keep reusing them and reusing yeah. them. Some of them are probably like house fans that are just t- with knives attached to them. <laughs> you just hold that on the ground. Well, it seems like the most difficult bit would be... I mean, a drill's pretty big. It would probably take quite a while to get a new one, wouldn't it? Like, they're going to fucking pull bits in and piece them together. Like the biggest Meccano set of all time. <laughs> well, that's what I find so hard, man, because I drop my kid off at daycare... And I see him dig a hole in the sand and I'm like, isn't that their job? <laughs> like, that's as hard as it gets, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, I see my kid use like a fake truck and I'm like, he makes a one metre hole and I'm like, is that not what this fuckhead at WGO is, does? Like, is that his whole job? It pretty much is, right? 
There's not much more to it. Yeah. Well, so WGO last week sent out uh, to Wolfie, myself, and I believe anyone holding shares in WGO uh, as of 7 p.m. on the 13th of October, a little share purchase plan. And the share purchase plan, they're raising funds uh, for two appraisal wells uh, being uh, WE and WE5. and general costs and capital. Do you know what I've been loving so much? They've got uh, callers ringing people up and saying, hey, just wondered whether you got the letter and you're going to take part in the share purchase <laughs> plan. I'm like, hey, the stock's trading at 19 and a half cents. That's exactly what I was going to say. The share purchase plan is for a 21 cent stock, right? And yeah, parcels yeah. of three, uh, oh no, two and a half to $30,000. But WGO is now trading at 19.5. Well, how, why have they done this? What's... Why are they doing it? How's the cheek on the person ringing up and going, hey, hey, is that Jeff? How's your day been going, mate? Just here from WGO. Just uh, wondered if you got the letter. You, you want to buy a car for $21. Uh, we could sell it. <laughs> I know you can get it for 19 everywhere else. I'm like, just wondered whether you want to do some paperwork, go down to the post office, write a check, have your money not available for what might be uh, 14 working days. And, but you'll definitely get your allocation. And you know what's the great thing? In three weeks' time, you'll have stock. The only reason it makes sense is if some fuckhead wants to drop $4 million, they wouldn't be able to buy it on market. Do you know what I mean? So they could put in a large But they chunk. can't do that. They can't drop $4 million because the maximum uh, amount you can purchase is $30,000 at the issue price. Dude, and the thing is they don't even need the money. So I'm like, I just, I just find these sort of things show how dumb management is. What I, what I would do, what I would do as MD, this is what I do as MD. Hey, I would write an announcement. Hey, obviously with the share price where it is, share purchase plan abandoned. We don't need the money anyway. Uh, suspend it. Bye. Like fucking yep. you try to still go along with your dumb idea. I'm like, you're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> fucking have have some, some nouse fuckhead. If you're the CEO, go like be brutal and go, look, we fucked up. Price is at 19 and a half. We don't need that four mil. We'll raise it after the drilling when we expect to double the gas deposit. So that's suspended now. And if you want to get it next time, it's going to be at 45 cents. Bye. <laughs> Fuck off. Well, what was the, yeah, what's the, what's the go with this whole, where are they at, man? Where are they at? What's happening with WGO? They, they, they are giving the telltale signs of a mesoblast, which is the seeds of doubt grow in the field because the moment a fucking MD raises capital before a catalyst event is the moment you realise there's doubt, right? So it's a very scary prospect right now because the fact that they raised money when the drill campaign's fine for W3 means that they are planning for a, a th- th- theoretical duster. Because why would you raise money if you were all ambitious and you can smell gas in the air? Why are you raising at 20 cents when you can raise at 45 after the drill? They're hedging their bets so they can pay their fees for another year while we wait for W4. So, I mean, look, the, the gut feel is very fucking dicey now. Well, <laughs> well, why did you tell me this before? I've still got fucking, I've still got money in there, man. Dude, I didn't know they were going to do a cap raising beforehand. I know, but at, none, at no point have you said, hey, maybe, maybe get out of this one. No, I don't think to get out of it. Yeah. Like, because their current gas that they've got is worth 50 cents. Yeah, yeah. Like it's and the reality, is, the reality is um, some people are just more conservative than me. Like um, they did it, Sylvie did it with Mesoblast and raised at $3.20, mm. even though he was uh, 
engaging a workforce. He just raised capital in anticipation of rolling the product out, you know, to speed it along, right. which was a, proved a masterstroke for him now because he can recommit that money into another and live to fight for years <laughs> on. 100 mil that's not going to be used now. And he's got another 100 mil for coronavirus. He's raised 200 million and neither product is available right now. So I'm like, he's lined his... He's lined his nest for eight years. I did read that Mesoblast has um, uh, some important news coming up. Um, are they? Dude, you know the the stock we got to talk about is Esterala. Oh my god, ESR. Yeah. The stock you want to talk about is Esterala, like ESR. Fuck, it is so volatile. It's unbelievable, right? It's come from two cents, made it to twenty four. Mm-hmm. It's it's back to fourteen, but I'm like, it's at a hundred mil market cap. It's hit. Nickel sulfides, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, I heard the CEO talking yesterday and it's like, hold on to your hats. This is the real deal. We're building a whole camp. Holy fuck. We don't know what's happened. Like he's off, off the charts. But the thing is, it's just so hard to position in the right thing because you could have bought it 20. It's now $120 million market cap. And you're like, well, fuck, I'd like to get it at 80 mil. Do you know? But the thing was, I found it at five cents and then doubted it. And I spoke about it before because yeah. it was too similar to G88. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to do another G88. But this one had all the makings of a monster. Yeah. And then as the price and you get more info, it's right. But then you're like, at 14 cents, it's so high because they've got another, another drill and they'll probably, that'll be a duster. But then around it should be the real deal. But it's about, do you know, it's so hard to position yourself in a volatile stock. It's like fuck, I'd like to get it at $0.09. Cents. Maybe the, the duster hits on Monday, it drops to 11 or global market. Do you know? So then with clients, like my job is fucking hard, dude, because I'm like, <laughs> that, yeah. I want to hold it. I buy it at $0.15, $0.14 cents, and then I'm, I want to hold it. But then I'm like, the election's happening mm. and we might tank 5% and I can get it at 10 But then it, the election's great. Trump comes out and says that he's just going to print money and give it to everyone. That's not, that's not coloured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're not coloured, you get a bag of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They have some policy. We, if your skin colour, you have a chart. If your skin colour is white enough, uh, this white, you get a bag of money. <laughs> we, you know, we'll make America great again. <laughs> We're going to make it. Yeah, anyway, something like that. Yeah, um, This is not mean. my idea. I'm just saying, I'm saying this is a sort of policy... That these mu- these munters come up with yeah 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 and it fucks everything up but sorry what was the what was the go with uh, Mizo because this uh, this article was making it sound like oh next week man it's all it's all happening again next week it's running up Miso Miso Miso's huge dude it's got its coronavirus news to come out which will be a cure then it's got heart and back readouts which were the main main uh, dinner of this business. Like REM cell was always just bullshit. It's just a uh, proof of product. Obviously the fact it failed means the product's not proved, but the, the other trials are double blind, which means people died or do you know what I mean? What, what, what FDA wanted was they said, look, it's great. You've cured these kids, but we want some dead kids as well yes, to yes. prove. Yeah, yeah. You know, they said like without death, <laughs> how do we know it's real? I said, I want to, I love that you've got 300 happy little kids playing in the playground, but we also would like to see 300 in body bags to really prove it. That's what we like. Yeah, look, if we don't have a parade of those tiny coffins, how are we supposed to know that this is an effective treatment? Dude, if we don't have that, like... That viral meme with those uh, warlords dancing with the coffin. Have you seen that viral one? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So if we don't have a tiny coffin, so effectively this is what I love about uh, bureaucracies. They wrote a letter that said, look, unless we see some tiny coffins, <laughs> we're not going to approve it. So they're like, Jeffy and Jimmy and Bimmy, we want to see fucking blood on the ground and then we'll get it across the line. Do you think you would get a lot of judgment if you specialised in making only tiny coffins? Oh, mate. But you know what's people funny? Would, people would think you were fucking weird, right? Like, like if you're a coffin maker, there must be some coffin makers out there who only make tiny coffins. I don't think they get invited to many barbecues, dude. They don't get invited to many barbecues at all. You, there can't be, like, coffins because kids... You know how you make those sort of uh, novelty beds where it's like a race car and stuff like that? <laughs> novelty you coffin? <laughs> yeah, it'd have like, little wheels on and it's like a race car. Oh, dude, the tiny novelty coffin business is an untapped market for sure. And it's, it's uh, the, the big, big red car from the Wiggles. <laughs> and you get married in that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, and it's it's like, a small coffin shaped like Peppa Pig, you know? So, like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's Peppa Pig. You got all these brand it looks like It looks like Peppa Pig is going into the dirt. Oh. <laughs> and you know what's selling well? The bluey one is selling like hotcakes at the moment. Well, they won an the Emmy. Bluey, <laughs> Sorry. The, the bluey coffin, they, they are, we can't make enough. <laughs> Uh, for the FDA because, you know, they've killed thousands of kids. Do you know what the funniest part of this whole REM cell thing is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is during the trial, they pulled in two trials, old trials from a failed business. Yeah. But they, you weren't allowed to consider the success in Japan where it's not only is it used, yeah. it's growing astronomically because it's effective yeah. and it's, it's capturing the market. But FDA was like... Uh, 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 we're not considering the Japanese. They're, they're fucking, we, we, we bombed the Japanese. We bombed the Japanese. We don't care. Like, they don't care about the Japanese uh, evidence. It's crazy. It's not Mesoblast running the Japanese uh, one. It's a different company. Yes. Yes. Ja the, 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 it's Mesoblast business. They, they, oh, it's MSB is also in Japan. Rem Remcel, which they're trying to get approved, is a, a viable functioning business in Japan. Damn. That's used as a treatment there. Um, with success and with a growing market share, like they make more and more money every year, FDA said, like, Bali's, we're not considering that. <laughs> I'm like, but what? Go to Japan. Go to Japan, you fucking dick stains. Like, fuck, I'm sick of bureaucrats. You're not allowed like, in there. It's an ethno state, like we we're talking about before. They don't let you in. <laughs> I bet you every time the FDA spoke about Japan, they would have done the Borat voice. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> It's nice to help people, but it's not good. Not it's not a America, though, is it? Do you know? Like, do you reckon he does the Borat voice? And they go like, uh, Sylvie would have been like, "Hey, but they're saving a lot of people in Japan." And he would be like, "Japan." <laughs> he would have shown his race in Japan. Man, what do you think? Do you think he did that? Yes. That was an all right riff, mate, and you fucking didn't give me shit. Well, yeah, no, it's it's no, it's really good. I just don't know. You're like, do you think he did that? Well, well, no, really? No, I don't think. Well, it I is thought that, you should give me more. But it's funny. It is funny. Making an FDA, making an FDA uh, exec speak the Vorat voice was a decent riff, and you rejected it. I mean, it. it's an okay riff, Wolfie, but like you're just doing the Borat voice. You know what I mean? At some point, you're just sitting there saying "my wife," and is that is that funny? Is it funny to do that? Well, we've actually proved it, man, because we had. Um, the, the Nation of Mil Miliscavia or some shit. It was a show here. 
And um, we all went on and uh, we were meant to be like Eastern European people. And I yelled in there like, you stinky, and yelling at the crowd and stuff. And Billy Darcy came in and goes, so what's the idea here? Like we all pretend to act like Borat and no one, no one says anything about it. And like, he didn't do the voice. And then as soon as he did that, everyone started bombing and the whole show was annihilated. He oh. goes, so let me just get there. Let me get the agenda. You guys are all pretending to be Borat and we're meant to pretend that you're not just ripping them off. And we're like, oh, yeah. And then the crowd went all quiet and was like, oh, yeah, it's probably not that good an idea. We're just going, welcome to the show. You have fun. I put my dick in a blender. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> See, no, that is funny. Billy Darcy is the funniest person in that moment. Billy killed it, man. He sat on the stool and he did his own normal material and goes, so what's the point of tonight? You guys acting like Borat and pretending that we got to pretend that no one knows that. <laughs> I loved it. It was such a burn. The hide on the guy as well. Like he wasn't on the lineup. He came to do a special spot and he spent the whole time roasting the whole theme of the show. Fuck yeah. <laughs> He's got good moxie, that boy. Yeah, hey. man. That's really, really good. Ooh. Have you have you met Billy Darcy? I, You'd love him. I haven't, I haven't met him. Oh, sorry, I just got a warning that popped up. It said, danger, emergency storm warning for Southport. So I think we're in for a fucking big one, baby. Seek shelter. Giant hail. Destructive winds. Man, the base comedy van is going to get fucked up. <laughs> Dude, you know, that's what I heard in, um, in um, Perth because we had a hailstorm. Mm. And do you know like when you've got a car that's maybe three years old, but it's fully insured for full payout? So they had to, they were... Um, they had to check because a lot of people were just basically going outside and just throwing golf balls <laughs> oh, yeah, in the yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. So they had to get like microscopes and go, hang on, <laughs> this has got Slashinger 1. <laughs> this is a golf ball, Mark, you dickhead. Imagine how dumb you would be. Like you trash your car with golf balls, <laughs> yeah. just throwing it. You take it in and they go like, hey, man, like we can see the dings are like divoted like a golf ball. <laughs> like you've just trashed your car. You're like, you're not getting a payout. But I think a lot of people... I think a lot of people, basically, there's massive, like, baseball-sized hail would have just thought, okay, I bought the car for 50 grand, 50 grand payout, and go, like, back her up, Sheila. <laughs> Take it out of the carport. We're fucking driving out there and fucking smash this to smithereens. And they, they had to pay out hundreds, but there was a lot of frauds. Because I actually thought of that as a business, right? Someone that just trashes your car. So you basically, it's all done on the dark web, and you just... Mm. Uh, you park your car at Osborne Park and then just yeah. a group of people come and just fucking take to it with a baseball bat and there's no link and then you get your yeah. insurance paid out. Man, it's, uh, man that has, that's, a, that's an ongoing scam. I think uh, a lot of people sort that out where they'll have, uh, they'll have a couple of cars and they'll just organise to have a crash. And the, you know, I mean, really, people... Most insurance companies are going to believe you, you know what I mean? Like, I, I had a crash with... With a coworker who I knew, and it's not like they asked any questions about our relationship or like were we friends or whatever. They go, "Oh, your fr your friend crashed into you. That's a that's a bad time." That 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 um that was the off offset Alpine fire. Do you remember? Did you ever hear of the, this? I I think I mentioned it before, which was the insurance fraud, which had Renee Renee Rifkin, Graham Richardson, um, Ray Martin was involved, uh, Rodney Adler, and basically what is a listed company. Offset Alpine yeah. printing, and they got insurance that was worth about five times uh, what the current stock price was. Their replacement yeah. was like 53 million. And then, surprise, surprise, 
a staff barbecue went out of control and uh, the thing burnt down. And uh, <laughs> the stock was trading at 10 million market cap and they got the insurance payout of 53. I'm looking it up now, 53 mil. And it was never revealed until the Swiss bank accounts were opened up. They had, uh, you know, when Swiss banks agreed that they would disclose who owned the money? These were all shadow oh, companies and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it came out that it was even Ray, Ray Martin, the fucking TV, TV dickhead, made money from that. And, it, and this, is, this is why Ray, uh, Rene Rifkin, who was the, the guy who got done for insider trading for like two grand on a Telstra deal, why he killed mm. himself, because this was coming out after. Really? Damn. Yeah, this scandal. But nothing ever came of it, dude. Do you understand this? Well, man, that's what I, was, I, was, uh, I was at the gym yesterday, and uh, on one of the TVs, it just had, uh, like, news footage, and it's just a house burning, and then it comes up, the headline is, Suspicious Fire. And, man, can you imagine setting your house or business on fire for insurance purposes, and you're like, we've got it, we've done it, and you're sitting there, and the 7 o'clock news comes on, and it just says, Suspicious Fire, and you're sweating. Oh, boy, you're starting to sweat. You're like, what do you mean, suspicious? Why is it suspicious all of a sudden? <laughs> what, what did I do wrong? <laughs> I love that thought of, like, Ray Martin doing it now. And then it's sort of like, because this was only found, like, none of this was declared to the tax office. They didn't pay tax on any of this. This was hidden money that these guys stole. But I love it in this day and age because it would have been, like, you come off, we've done it, boys, we've done it. And then there's suspicious fire and it's a shot of Ray Martin getting out of his car with a petrol tank. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we, we, oh, yeah, the neighbour had CCTV, you dumb fuck. And it's like, oh, oh, fuck, I'm fucked. Do you know what I mean? Like, imagine that moment yeah, where you're yeah. like, oh, I've got a failing fish and chips shop, I'm going to burn it down. And then you're like, suspicious fire. And straight away you're like, what's suspicious? I told the police were all cool about it. And then your neighbour's like, hey, hey, dude, I've been, I've, my camera films the front of your store. Just thought I'd let you know. And you're like, what do you mean? Like, you, you got footage of my store? And he's like, yeah, yeah, we, I, I film every night. The police have asked for the footage. <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, no, I'm going to jail for a very long time. Like, I, love, I love the thought of the perfect crime. And then you realise, oh, I dropped my, you know, like you, you rob a bank. And then you check, you're in the getaway car, you check your pockets and you're like, where's my driver's license? <laughs> oh no! Yeah. I dropped my driver's license in the fucking bank! Oh no! You dumb fuck! Where is it? Where is it? And you're like, oh shit, when I pulled the gun out, my driver's license landed in the middle of the bank. And then you're like, you get home with the money. This is the moment you're in your getaway car speeding going like, don't worry about it. Maybe you dropped it on the street. You arrive back to your house and the police are already there. And you take it straight <laughs> yeah. You don't even get to count the money. You're trying to convince everyone in the car that we're going to turn back. You're like, guys, I left my wallet. Oh, really, we've really got to go dude, back. You're like, no, nah, dude, dude, I lost it. I lost it last night at the drinks. I'm sure of it. I'm, it's just me getting superstitious. You arrive at your house and you're like, I wonder why the cops stopped chasing us. Like, why the helicopter stopped chasing us? Then you drive into your driveway and there's 100 cops going like... Showing you, showing your driver's license, and going yeah, like, yeah, yeah. "Good work, dickhead! You go straight to jail." <laughs> oh fuck, man! How do you like uh, SureThing.Money? Mate, it's good, but I it's feel good, like good, right? It's a good start. Do you know what the thing is? Everyone's cynical of my investments, but they're actually—if you look at some of the random tips we've given—they've all been hot. 
hot, hot, oh, hot. Yeah, all, all because you know what the thing is, hot, even man. though even though I got smoked on miso personally, mm-hmm. yeah, we still were tipping that originally around the three dollar mark. It's not like money's profit's been lost, but like it's not like it's it's down at one dollar five that it's a, a, a abomination. It's pretty much at the yeah. beginning of the journey, and it just had a, a little bit of a recalibration, you know, setback. But it's yeah. still on on uh, set sail for adventure. It's still on course, baby. Well, what we I think what we're gonna have to do for uh, for the fun, and that's why I wanted to talk about next was um the the whole the whole compliance thing um and and like actually onboarding people. Um, yeah, it's fine, dude. Uh, what we do is like we've got all the books and records, and then we just have a, three petrol cans there that are attached to a lighter. <laughs> And the moment you get an email from ASIC, you're like, there's been a, there's been a terrible fire at a staff barbecue. It's all gone. Dude, I've, I've, liked, I've liked that thought of that where you get a tax audit and you basically go to a data warehouse and you buy all their books and records, the old shit that they're about to burn. And then you just, they go, okay, can you give us the last year's books and records? And you give them like, 19 million documents you're like, you're, you're like okay yeah this is all relevant and they go and you, they go well what what does this have to do it's it's um jeff jeff stanovich buying a vehicle in um Maddyvale. and you're like yeah I, I lost track it was one of our, our bigger deals and there's just a team of 40 people going through receipts that have just come from office works that have nothing to do with anything. And they're in there with like linking up red, you know how they do in those crime boards? They're linking red string. But if he was at office works, then Jeff Stannard's car, and then we've got him, we've got him, Jim. And you're like, I didn't give you any. And then you tell them at the end that none of those are my records. I bought them from a data shop. I, that's not my business. I burn all my records. You've just gone, you've spent 15 years going through old books and records that I got from a, a storage facility and just sent to you. If you're audited, right, and they come around and they go, oh, we need to see these receipts, and you dump, like, four, 40 boxes in the room with them, and you go, yeah, yeah. no, they're all there. Like, are they, they can't do anything, can they? They're like, That's what I'm saying to you. Imagine no, but is this. that true? Do they just have to go through, through them yeah, all? Yeah, they've got to go through it, and you say, look, I've got ADHD, I don't keep good records. And what you should do is be able to go to... Um, you play the disability card, Ben. You, you should be able to go to a data retention f- factory and you pay them 10 grand and they go, okay, how many tons of records do you want? And you go, oh, yeah, I want 80 tons. <laughs> and then you, they go like, hey, you're running a hairdressing business. We just need to see some receipts. And you go, okay, well, where do you want the... I've got 97 shipping tra- uh, containers of data. Where do, you, where do you want the pallets? I'll start bringing them in. I'm like, well, you better rent a field because I've got uh, 87 <laughs> tons of records <laughs> that you're going to go through. And then, and then, you know, you're in an open paddock at a farm and you open the shipping container and the wind's blowing it off. All <laughs> yeah, 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 and you're like, yeah, sorry, Dave. Yeah, catch him, catch him. Oh, that's 20, that's 2007, it's gone by. That's, what you, run, that's what you run. do, you, you go, they go, okay, well, we, we demand, <laughs> under ASIC, uh, ASIC rules, we demand your data, and you just open 19 shipping containers out the front, and the wind is howling, and they're just blowing off down the street, and it's like a ticket tape parade, and you go like, they're the records, you deal with it now. It's your, I've given it. 
I've got a photo of me giving it. That's what I was thinking, man. Right? It's like I don't have a I don't have a logbook for my company vehicle because it's a hundred it's a hundred percent work use. But what I do have, right, is I have a Google Maps indexed record of everywhere I've ever been for the past eight years. So yeah. I. I if I request that data and asset goes, yeah, we need to see your logbook. You go, yeah, here it is. Here's my every movement. Like, yeah, yeah, go, yeah. feel free. Like, is that their job to then? Because it's what it's it's on average, I think, forty grand for them to audit someone. Yeah, and like, the thing is, the question costs. is like, you can obviously do that fifty percent rule, but if you do the logbook, the issue is um, that it has to be a logbook, man. <laughs> <laughs> like you got, you got, you can't give source data, but I'm saying for other things you probably can. You can. Probably but that's what I'm saying. Go, this is what I'm saying is I can. I'll go like, yeah, I got a logbook. Like, it's right. I just haven't. I haven't cobbled it together yet. It's all here. Let's go. Let's let's go through it together, man. Like, oh, you, I've got time. You've got time. Here's my Google Maps. Let's do it. <laughs> I've wondered that for tax tax. Like, why can't you just go to JB Hi-Fi and stand out the front? And just put, uh, you know, for a few hours each day, put receipts into a big bag and then just deduct them all. Yeah, I got 97 princes, nine fans. Where are they now? I'm like... They broke. You go, the fans are broken because I've been using them on the WGO drilling campaign. They just keep fucking burning out. (laughs) The engines keep burning out every time we get a meter down. You need consumables, man. It's like, yes, oh, dude, you're down at uh, you're down at United Fuel, right? And they're like, you've you've cl- you've claiming that you've spent four million dollars this year running your uh, your company van to and from the Palm Beach Hotel once a week. Like, is that correct? And you're like, yeah, some of these gas prices have been pretty exorbitant. And you're like, they're like you've the, the we're like, we can see the automator. You're like, no, 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 that's that's ticked over. That's ticked over completely. It went back to zero and started again. It was yeah, it was four mil in fuel. Dude, the, <laughs> the, the thing that's interesting to me is that these the tax office because uh, they do so much data surveillance, they have all the records anyway. So I'm like, yeah. why? All they're trying to do is catch you out, right? They already have yes. red flags. They know exactly what you've spent. They've matched all your ABNs. They've matched all your banks. They've matched all your bank spending. They know everything that's happening. So it, I, I mentioned it. The tax return should just be a multi-choice where you circle how many years jail you're willing to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no point. I'm like, if you're going to gather all the data, I'm not going to self-assess. I'm like, you fucking got it all. Tell me how much I owe, fuckface. Don't you think? Yeah, exactly. What's the point exactly. of it? Why do we have to do it? If, you, if, 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 if they're not going to trust you to gather the data because they're going to check it anyway, then I'm like, well, good shit. You've done my tax return. It happens in South Africa. They do your tax return for you. In the UK as well. Can you go to them and, and, and say, oh, this is actually wrong? And, well, and you can adjust it, but, you know, they right. give you a, a start point. So I'm like, the ATO is actually so cunning because they've got all these hidden CCTV cameras set up waiting for mm. you to c- commit yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, arson on your fish and chips shop, but they don't tell you about it. And, and I'm like, if you've got that data, when I lodge my return... You should give me all the data you've got, like a fair exchange in a legal battle, you know, the law of discovery or, or disclosure or whatever the fuck it's called. And I'm like, mm. they should, as you log into ATO, all data they've got on you should be available for you to check. Do you know what I mean? If you think about it. Uh, all they're trying to do is entrap you. They're trying to entrap you. They have red flags for everything, right? Like, I remember uh, when I started based, right? The first, mm. you know, first year we were running a show <clears throat> once a week kind of thing and then I'm, I'm still working and then uh the next time i go in to do my tax return i rock in 
and I've gone from like sixty grand a year in revenue, and it's jumped jumped up quite significantly. Yeah, and I remember sitting down and like big smile on my face, and my accountant's like, "How's it going?" I'm like, "Yeah, fucking gangbusters." Check this out, and she goes. What have you done? I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, you needed to register for GST 18 months ago. I'm like, oh, what does that mean? God. And she's like, you, like you owe fifteen thousand dollars. I'm like, I, what do you mean? I don't have fifteen thousand dollars. And she's like, yeah. well, you owe it. I'm You're like, you're going to fuck? jail. What do you mean? What do you mean I owe it? She's like, well, they've got flags. I was like, well, then why didn't someone fucking tell me? Like, what do you mean I have to... F- what are you talking about? I just wanted to run comedy shows in a pub. <laughs> I agree with you, man, because, like, what's the point of trying to entrap someone? Like, they've got the info and then they're, like, the cunning fox in the hen house waiting for you to come out of your cage. And then they rip you to shreds. Well, and they're scum, too, because they're, like, oh... the. It's not like I collected the GST and didn't pay it. I didn't collect the GST. And then the uh, company that paid me, they already paid their GST and they never got the deduction from me anyway. Because I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I registered for GST after the fact. So they fucking double dip. My, my th- personal thought is no retail, like no household should be paying personal tax. It should just be a wholesale like GST. Just makes so much sense, right? Why does a hairdresser have to be like a hoarder keeping, oh, i got a stick of gum down at fucking, i got one metre of fabric at Spotlight for the hairdressing curtain. She's got to build an igloo with all this shit. I'm like, it's fucking hard to make ends meet trimming dickhead kids' fringes down at a mega mall. And now she's going to spend three days a, a year trying to understand mass, which is the reason she became a hairdresser because she doesn't know what the fuck's going on. And they're like, she's yeah. just going to, she's crying there looking, going like, I've lost the receipt for the, the spotlight fabric. I don't know. I don't know what any of this means. And I'm like, you could just tax her every time she gets champagne down at the Cot Hotel and buys a fucking car and spends and she goes and gets her fucking tit job done and you put 20% on top of that. I'm like, it's pretty easy to conceal it. Like, why the fuck... Is Joe Schmo, Jim's mowing, having to fucking clean his fingernails to try operate an accounting practice? Do you know what I mean? It's just so dumb. It doesn't make any sense. Or a flat tax rate on profit. Dude, but the thing is, it's all concealment, right? The reason they do it is because if you add your GST, you add your income tax, you add your parking tax, your retail tax, your council tax, they tax you probably at about 75 to 80% of your growth. Oh, yeah. So, so and, and the reality is if all the numbers were reconciled and they go, we're basically taking 80% of what you earn, people would get pitchforks and storm the fucking government and destroy yeah. them because they're getting raped and ripped off. But because they conceal it and you're like, oh, we're just paying $100 to park down at Bondi. That seems all right. You know, I wonder where that money goes. (laughs) Seems a bit strange. It's quite astronomical. Oh, I haven't registered my vehicle. Oh, I bought my house. What? Oh, another 150 grand to do the paperwork. That seems exorbitant. What the fuck? (laughs) What? 400 grand to lodge the data? I'm like, you fucking despicable pigs. What the fuck is going on? Like you're fucking robbing every angle. Every time you turn, you're getting ripped off. Man, that's why it's like, fuck it. Just dig the hole as deep as you can. And then 
declare bankruptcy. Just keep fucking digging. Like, who cares? Take on all the debt. Take all the risks. Just go hard, as hard as you can, and go, oh, I give up. You just throw your hands up and say, I give up. I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm bankrupt. I'm fucked. Dude, that's such a great strategy because if you think about it, that's what Trump did and what you should do. If you're like a desk person, just a desk jockey that's going nowhere, and you're like, okay, I work at Officeworks and I earn 50 grand a year and I'm always going to earn 50. I'm just going to stay at Officeworks. What you should do is set up some dog shit business on the side that loses $2.8 million. You bankrupt it. <laughs> and then you've got a carry forward tax loss. You never pay tax for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Then you're 100% profit. And all you did is you just borrow 400 grand from National Australia Bank to set up a key cutting business in, in a mall. <laughs> You bankrupt it within three weeks and go, oh, fuck, I fucked up. But then you got $400,000 loss on your ledger, and which what, means you... And what's the ramification? Oh, you can never run a company again. And you're like, I never so was going to. I, I work at Spotlight. I put the fabric out. <laughs> when was I going to run a company? I borrowed four hundred grand to set up a key-cutting business. It failed. Now I've got $400,000 in tax losses. That's NAB's money that I'm going to offset against my $12 an hour. I just doubled my income for the rest of my life if you declare bankruptcy what happens to your ato bill it's it's uh it's severed man it's over really the ato one is over yeah it's done fuck man that makes me feel so much safer to be honest with you i'm gonna uh, the hole's getting deeper dude i don't care you've just given me a bigger shovel you've given me a bigger shovel you know what because i honestly thought and i i don't know where i read this or heard this that the the one thing that wouldn't go away was the the ato would continue chasing you no that, no that, it's only your student debt that stays your hex bill <laughs> oh my god what a rot your student debt stay fucking university of queensland still gets yeah, theirs at yeah, the end yeah, of it all still, that, 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 <laughs> your student debt is honored but you know what's funny you know, you know what's funny <laughs> you stupid fucks with your bas <laughs> <laughs> dude how's that Oh, you get a BA, me. you get a BA, you want to be an artist, you end up working at Spotlight, <laughs> then you borrow money for a key cut, you go bankrupt, then you're like at Spotlight, you can never have a house, you're totally fucked, but they still, you still owe 30 grand for, for your certificate. <laughs> but you know what the thing is, we spoke about this before, right? Because a lot of the insolvencies were this move. Well, yeah, of course, I get, I, I get that. I just didn't realise that... Which um, was not paying, a lot of them, a lot of them would... Run, run foul of their GST obligation and their tax and then um, not pay that bankrupt it and phoenix it into a new entity. So they would liquidate the company. The company would owe 200 grand in GST outstanding credits and uh, yeah. Yeah, 400,000. And then you had basically peeled it away at Burswood and said you had a gambling habit. And you probably, <laughs> what you did is just drew five grand out a week and then gave it to your shifty mate who then gave it back to you once it's all for formalised. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just basically, yeah. every day you give five grand to a mate who, or you just put it in a mattress. You just keep drawing it out at Burswood Casino. And then when they come, you cry and go like, I've got an addiction, but I'm looking for help. I'm a good person. But wait, what if, um, what if you're a sole trader? What do you mean? Well, if I'm a sole trader and I declare bankruptcy, my oh, well, then, 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 then you're, you're bankrupt. Like these people are smarter. Yeah. They do it as a, under the corporate veil. So it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bilby's plumbing, and then it's like Bilby's gone. It's now uh, Blue Dog. <laughs> it's now um, it's Bluey's plumbing. 
the yeah, the that's fine. Look, coffin hey, mate, business. Look, look. Who knew the coffin business was going to fail? The, all the coffins had wheels, so you could push the little sucker down the aisle. You could, <laughs> one last ride. One yeah, last yeah, ride yeah. for the toddler. Oh, mate, we Whee! have race cars. We've got monster trucks. We've got spaceships. Oh, they love it, dude. This one's got a police siren, so you can push him down the aisle as everyone's crying. He loved ambulances. He got run over by an ambulance, ironically. Oh, here's a question. Can I incorporate with my ABN, attach it to an ACN, and then liquidate that company? Uh, effectively removing myself from my own sole trader GST bill. Dude, what, say that again. Can you have a company? Can I? I've Okay. I, I'm a sole trader at the moment with the GST debt, right? Mm. I, owe, I, owe, I owe GST. Can I incorporate, uh, get an ACN using my ABN, attach that GST debt to the company, effectively removing myself, liquidate the company? It's attached where it originally was, right? So it's still attached to that uh, ACN that it's attached to now. To the, to but, the ABN. But, but, yeah, but the problem is, man, like they've got clawback things. So like if you pull the 60 out, they'll try, they'll claw that back because there's windows, like two years to exit or, you know what I mean? It's sort of, uh, they, they recoup it. They would have been like, well, you've still got 60 grand in your personal account. They would normally be able to get that back off you. Like, they, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Course. They'll say, hang on, this transaction happened within two years. It's uh, an unfair loan or some, I forget the references or what it was called, but you know what I mean? There's, there's clawbacks yeah, yeah, yeah. on like, hang on, well, you take money here and, and that is a debt owed, that's a loan, you've got to pay it back. So they'll come at you and, in the liquidation and say, you owe 60 grand, dude. Like, what the fuck's that's going fine. on here? You've still oh, got man, money. As, Do you know what I mean? As like, long as I've got There's mechanisms to pull it back from the individual even if you pull it, if you've got assets. But obviously, if you have nothing left, you're free. And then you start again. So you just uh, f- ferret the money somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, so we're talking about the people that would uh, trash the company and find the excuse, I've got a gambling addiction. And it's like, that's weird because <laughs> you've been selfish and been a horrible person for 20 years. And then they're like, I finally realised I had alcohol addiction. I'm seeking the help. It's a disease. I'm like, you still stole money from your kids, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that is linked to the disease, is it? Or it's, but I'm saying it's such the excuse. It's like the murderer in jail that's like, I found Christianity now. I'm like, yeah, but you still buried that little kid that ended up in the, the mini coffin. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it did, it, it, it's this weird sort of um, redemption story. How come you're not allowed to use your mental health as an excuse, uh, like as a cop out for your, your failures as a, as a broker, you know? Like, why, why does it stop there? <laughs> Yeah, 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 man, you could say it on anything. You can say, like, Hitler could have said, like, oh, look, I had undiagnosed bipolar, should have got meds, and then everyone's got sympathy for him. (laughs) Oh, we should have reached out. We should have seen the signs. He had bipolar. If he had just had lithium, he wouldn't have done all that that shit. Do you know? And then he's like, (laughs) then he's suddenly, he's holding his head high. He's at the fair, the Christmas parade. He's at the front, and they're all clapping, going, like, crying, going, like, we should have seen the signs. He just needed some meds. <laughs> it's just weird. I love that. I love that you can just be selfish for thirty years of your life. You could be a shit person, fuck your kids up, treat them like shit, and then say, "Oh, it turns out I was an alcoholic. I didn't know." I'm like, "Well, you had nine thousand eight hundred and sixty-four hours to work it out, right? You woke up many times in blackout with guilt." With a fucking car that's got a kid's fucking stroller buried in the front bumper, you didn't think at any point that there was a, there were signs. 
And then you're like, when it hits rock bottom, the, the only move back then is to lead on Christianity or mental health or an addiction. And then, and then you end up a prophet, like a preacher for, look, alcohol, it's an addiction, it's a disease. That's the reason I wasn't at my kid's graduation. Do you know, I'm like, it's so much of it is what you were. You actually are that person. It's got fuck all to do with the, the disease. Do you reckon? Well, people want to believe. People want to believe that they're like, oh, mate, no, he's a good bloke. Like, he's a good guy. He was in the throes of this horrible illness or, like, it was the, it was the drink. But if you get to know him or whatever, and it's like, yeah, sure. Like, he probably did make some horrible decisions while he was under the influence of cocaine, but he still cut that lady's hands off, and that's not yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 and they, they have... It's no, sort but, of like... But if that... But if that had never happened, then Jerry, he shouldn't be in prison, mate. Because if, like, if he had never started using, he never would have killed that woman and it would have been fine. So he I wouldn't don't know have done it, mate. So in many ways, it was the chemical that created it. And it's a bit like those kids that, you know, those dr- those drawing things they've got that you can shake and wash away the image. The so he's drawn this sketch, heinous yeah. thing. An etch a sketch. He's drawn a dick, uh, a dick going into an animal, and then they just etch a sketch away and go like, <laughs> "Mental health, mental health." I'm like, he's still a depraved person. And then it's like, that never happened. I want a, I want a, a new life, a second life. And I'm like, no, dude. Like, it's not that easy. Man, you know what that is, dude? That's the bankruptcy of life, man. It's your opportunity to throw your hands up and say, "Look, guys, I'm morally bankrupt, but I'm fi- I'm finding redemption now." And they're like, "Okay, well, you're not allowed to run a company for another six years, but you, if you, <laughs> you, get, but we you are going to let you come around the barbecues." I did it with my my ex partner because I kept playing the mental health card, which I don't even think I had. But it was like, I'm on new meds. I think there's a new start. We're going to really be happy. We'll, we'll get to Disneyland yet, baby. We'll be in Disneyland with the kids. I'm going to be a sweetheart. I'll be the person you always wanted. I said, I'm now taking this stuff that basically numbs my brain. I'm going to be the dream partner. I'm going to be very nice. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and they cling on to it. And that's why it becomes almost religious, like AA. People mm. are in there and they're like, on the steps. I've turned it around. I'm a real good person. But I'm like, sometimes you were sober when you drove down to Liquorland with your, and you'd left your kids at the school. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. You were sober at every point up until the point that you made the decision to not be sober. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's the rock bottom and then you claim all errors. It's, it's a bit like the, the wannabe AFL star that, but for my knee injury, I could have done it. And I'm like, yes. But it's actually really hard, dude. Like, even very successful people don't make it, you know, without the knee injury. Do you know what I mean? And then even people make it. Like, Mitch, Mitchell Johnson made it in the cricket team, Australian cricket. He didn't even like it when he was in there. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, even the idea, the idea that you were, it's sort of like looking back on shares and you're like, oh, if I'd bought it at a dollar and then I would have sold it five. But that's not true. You would have sold it 230 because you're having a bad day and you, you freaked out. Do you know what I mean? But then yeah. you look retrospectively at the chart and you're like, I put a million in there and I sell it, I buy after pay at $2 and I sell at 104 Oh, I, I would have made 2.8. But the reality is no, there was chaos and that was the COVID sell-off and you probably sell all out at $8. It had gone from 2 to 50 Then you would have bitched your pants, sold at 8 You ended up with 200 grand profit. <laughs> And then you would have been kicking yourself. But because you have this one obstacle, then that obstacle, which everyone gets, right? Everyone has a thousand of obstacles. But these people like with the mental health or the alcohol, 
said, but for that, it's like, but for my drug addiction, I was one of the greats. I'm like, you don't get to say that, fuckhead. Where's your fucking yeah. manifesto? Where's the great work? Oh, but if I hadn't done the drugs, I'm like, you never know. And it's just so arrogant, your mental, your mind to claim that you would have. You can't claim it. You can't claim shit until you got it. If it wasn't for the, if it wasn't for the ODAC. If it wasn't for the ODAC, I would have been there, mate. But I'm, the thing is, I am different because I'm drilling back up. <laughs> I'll come back. That's right, I'll Wolfie. Come back. You're different. It's different for you, mate. It's different for you because if you didn't have that mental illness, mate, and if you just go on and on no, the old day, then dad, it dad. would all be fine. And that's it. Would all you're be, being a dog. Different. You're a very you're being special a dog. boy. No, you're a very special boy, and all the circumstances don't, don't apply for you. <laughs> no, no, because you're very different. This is me talking two weeks afterwards. Some of these cunt, the, these people that five years later are like, oh, yeah, I would have yeah, no, been such a great person. I've still got my redemption story. I'm sure by Christmas I'll already be back killing. I'm like, I won't let it fucking define me, but I'm saying like <laughs> these idiots end up doing nothing else in their life and then define it and go, oh, I'm a victim on the recovery. If I hadn't had that white wine, I would have been the world's greatest lawyer. <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, it's, it's that easy. I could have been the top fucking real estate agent in the world, but I, I, had, I couldn't keep my hands off the math. Like, I would have been so good. I'm like, even if you have everything in your favour, it's virtually impossible to, to rise to the top. But then it's so easy for your ego to relax and think you would have been Andrew Forrest, but could have, should have, would have. No one cares. No one gives a fuck. Don't you think? Just mm. either get it done or shut up, which is um, what I need to do. No one gives a fuck that I, I, I could have done better at stand-up if I hadn't been pulled from Sydney. Who gives a fuck? You just got to get better. <laughs> I just got to get better so that, like, when I go on stage, no, this is what Bill Burr said, right? They were talking about, like, oh, there's, there's blocks for people making it. And he's like, no one can block you if, if no one can follow you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't be – if you become unstoppable, you're unstoppable. <laughs> Yee-haw! I'm Colin Quaid, the Coffin Kid. The Colin Quaid's compact coffins for expired kids. This week we're having a kid's coffin bonanza. All stock must go by this weekend. We've got race car coffins speeding out the door at 60% off. Spaceship coffins blasting off the shelves at 70% off. And officially licensed Peppa Pig coffins at 80% off RRP. At these prices, you can't afford not to get into Colin Quid's Compact Coffins for Expired Kids Emporium. Open Monday to Sunday, 10 to late. Right next to the Bruce Juice at Westfield Helensvale. Colin Quid's Compact Coffins for Expired Kids. Massive savings this week only. I- I've always wondered it. It's because, like, if you take a comic that succeed, uh, succeeded and then you imagine whether they would do it again, you can work out if they're a true talent, if it was lucky. Like, there are people in my mind, like, I think if Doug Stanhope started right now, unknown, in any country in the world, he would rise to the top again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If Bill Burr was right now not Bill Burr, but you took his act and you put that ideas and that, that attitude into any city anywhere in the world... Within three years, he'd be the top comic again. Do you know what I mean? In my opinion. I don't think it's luck. Like, I think he would have definitely become undeniable. He'd be put on a bill. You're opening for Gleason. Gleason would come in and go, is this my con? What's going on? 
what's going on? It's not working. I'm not crashing. I'm not crashing anymore. Why well, my joke's not working? I'm like, because Bill Burr was on, dickhead. He fucking got 1998 applause breaks. Someone pissed their own pants. A man had a stroke. A man had a stroke and is foaming on the ground. You're not coming on after that, cunt. Like, it's over. Do you know? You're over. You, you, you know, this guy's undeniable or this girl or this whatever. This, um, <laughs> It's very good of you to be so inclusive this late in the show. All this, all this Ying Ping or whatever. <laughs> no, get rid of that Ying Ping. Yeah. No, that's staying. Um, uh, hey, we got we got SureThing.Money uh, set up. The question I have uh, now, you you sent me through, you sent me through uh, a bunch of documents um, uh, for for. Yeah. For how how to how to become yeah, but I'm not gonna I'm not planning I'm not I'm not planning on like going into deep uh, red state compliance activities. But the reality is, if they reach out, we can take them through the gates. And I tick know the boxes. I'm curious for I'm me. Not, man. I'm not I'm too keen. I'm not the... too keen to spell it all out here and then have like an asset guy with a clipboard go like ah 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 ah. You got to do the FSG. You got to disclose the fees. You got to disclose that it's general advice only, and all we do is just we try to give you advice over the st- over the stocks when to buy and when we think you know not when to buy or when to sell, but we just advise you. Look, uh, Rio's had a good run. It would make sense now to maybe lock in a little bit of profits, maybe if you want to. Otherwise, don't. Do you know what I mean? Like that's sort of how you approach investment advice. Yeah, I'm just uh, no, I'm not. I'm not wondering about that. I'm just wondering about the uh, the bits and pieces that come together to form dude it's so easy someone's a bit okay, Matt let me I, people don't even know what we're talking about yet Wolfie fucking give me a okay. second man yeah, Jesus go. fuck so if you go <laughs> I'm like I'm setting it up I'm like oh I want to know and you're like it's easy it's so easy to do. I'm like, what's easy? You're like, I don't know. But whatever you say next is probably fucking simple. All right. Look, this is how easy uh, it is, right? This <laughs> no, is how easy it on. is. Shut up. What you need to do is you give your name and address. <laughs> you give a photo, a certified copy of your passport and your driver's no, license. Uh, so and then a utility bill. Dot money, which is the uh, our new, our new, a very professional uh, investment a podcast website. <laughs> you can log in, and <laughs> you can log. You can you can you can go to SureThing.Money. Wolfie has sent me through uh, the applications and forms, and uh, you will. Yeah, Andrew Wolf can be your stockbroker. Yeah, yeah. Look, you can put you can put liquid thought. you can put liquid funds in or your your superannuation, and all you really need to do is just uh, sign sign. And sends a few little uh, bits and pieces. Very, very straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so okay. So there's, Dude, but, a, there's, but more there's a first thing. More importantly, on the the side thing with the Patreon, if we can get to ten grand a month, I, <laughs> while it stays above that, I'll have double D boobs installed. When it drops, <laughs> they get removed. But if it stays so over it ten grand again, a month, if it goes up again, they get put back in. So it's a it is a very expensive surgery. Well, the people say people say how long how long do I keep them on? If we're getting ten grand a month, I will get double D's and with an unshaved chest and wander to my kids' school and pick them and drop them off, and I wear boob tombs in summer. I'll have and, and some days. Some days when it's real hot, I'll rock down to the beach with no top on, just with these fucking 
monster <laughs> boobs and swim yeah. around. Jumbo and you get yum yums. I'd be down at Scarra eating fucking uh, natural yogurt from our business, uh, our yogurt business, and uh, just swimming around with these hairy tits. So we've got uh, uh, these aren't these aren't the same thing. This isn't exactly what's going to be on the site because the site's going to be streamlined a little bit and a little bit more simple. Um, but we've got uh, there are a few different elements to this that I'm I'm curious about, right? Like. So we've got the uh, the well. What let, the let's get first first things first. You log in, and then you click a button which installs malware onto your <laughs> your laptop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can listen to your by logging into that website. We can we can check your webcam, and then we're gonna we'll get footage of you either lighting a fire or jerking off, and then blackmail you. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and we'll know exactly uh, when to when when you're at your weak point, so we can approach you with different trading ideas to to make our brokerage trades. <laughs> I really want to get like we want access to your Facebook so that we can start monitoring your behaviour to look for people with bipolar or drinking addictions, <laughs> so that we can really hit you up and we can see. Oh, look, he keeps googling uh, suicide. It's time to get him fully in, fully invested. Rope him in, yeah. rope him in before he ropes himself. Um, well, Facebook so, uh, does that. The... Facebook does it, so why can't we? Exactly, we should be allowed to. So we've got the the, the first uh, aspect of this is the account application, right? Like the Lumen account application. Mate, oh, this is so boring. <laughs> I'm no, it's no, it's no, it is, it's, no. This is this is this is interesting. I, I don't, I don't want to go through every fucking bit of it with you, but I want to understand what each part Dude, is. Dude, well, look, 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 you know what you're doing is you're putting people off. Just fucking, if you want to, if you want to have fun, contact. No, Pete, no. Pete, <laughs> no, I'm not. Man, like I said, this isn't going to be in the. This isn't in the fucking uh, on the website. I'm curious about it because I don't think people. I don't. I don't understand how each uh, element of this works uh, holistically. Well, it's very simple, right? You fill out a form. Yeah, and but then no, you get let me ask account. you what the fucking forms are for, man. The Lumen Securities form, for instance. What? What is? What is that bit? Well, that's to set up a trading account. Okay, and how does that? How? How does that work? You is it you that that's an that's an account that means that you can operate. Well, what what effectively is you get a chess registration, which is your trading platform, so you can log in and see whether you trade. And then the moment you set that form up, sets up the auxiliary uh, Macquarie bank account, which is your own private account. So what effectively happens is the money's in your own account, like it would be at Bank West or wherever. And then there's an authorization to with you know like on general advice to to ex, uh, execute a trade which would then effectively buy you shares to you know on the chest holding you would have you would be a register holder on that company's uh, registry so you're only right. in two things you're either like you're bhp you own one stock probably with the the size of the clients we're getting one or half a stock half a unit of bhp and then yeah. um when you sell two days later, uh, or T plus two, so the trading day, then two day, it then back into your Macquarie, and then you can pull it out. It's like a normal account. You can link it to your normal account, or you can actually just operate off your Macquarie account as if that was your. You can get a bank card off it, and you know what I mean. It's just a. It's yeah. an additional feature, like a sunroof on a car. Like you can jump in or so jump out. So effectively, it's a bank account, and then uh, you're then authorized to uh, to be the broker. I'm I'm an authorized an authorized broker, but effectively, then it would be on your cons- you know your instruction. So you could say, okay, well, get me some um, Estorala 
And then you could say a day later, get me the fuck out of Estrella. Like I've heard you, <laughs> you went to rehab, you're in rehab right now. Like, yeah, we want the money back. And then, then the money would be divested and then two days later you would get the money back. The other option is uh, your super, which then there's uh, a form that you fill out. This is the AMG uh, personal super. Yeah, form, yeah, yeah. Right? There's a form that you fill out that can uh, you can tick one box that would just consolidate and pull all the super into the one place. And then mm-hmm. effectively it's... Uh, it's a fully it, it's the legislation came in like a few years ago that you can effectively trade your own super or you know what I mean make more decisions about what you hold checking it each day and knowing actually what you're right. in rather than I'm in I'm in green risk red risk you can actually see I own nav I own this and then do you know then the goal is to uh, you, you know what I mean like to to be more active with it and trade it and there's there are restrictions you know 5% is in cash and um there's different moves, you know what I mean? A certain number of stocks or mm. whatever whatever the profile is that's suitable for your account, depending on what you're trying to achieve. But you know what I mean? It gets tailored in, in many ways, do you know? But the reality is, like, um, uh, tyre kickers are just a waste of time. If you, if you, if you want to buy, like, National Australia Bank and you want to go on the fucking slow cruise to nowhere, then, like, <laughs> fucking go and buy, like, a fund or go and just... You know what I mean? Go and put it in and bury it in the garden like my nan did with her jewelry. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah, like, you're just leave a us time the waster. Fuck alone. But if you want to get involved, well, I'm just like you're a fucking time waster, and you're like, I'm like, you can do an exchange traded fund, and they can mirror it. So it's like, if you want to be a bitch, go do yeah. it somewhere else. Hey, <laughs> if you're a weak little bitch, go and put your money elsewhere. If you want to go to SureThing.Money, yeah. you can. Now uh, create an account and uh, be yeah. be involved. And uh, the way the way it works is it's it's not like it's not it's not a fund. It's not like it's not like we take your money and we're like woo, fucking party time. It's your own money. It's it's your money, and uh, like you you may get correspondence that says like oh hey here's some general advice. Are asking for verifications. Trades are made on your behalf at your discretion. It's the, the general advice only. Estorala, we like it. It's a new nickel sulfide play. Downside risk of 10%. Upside risk, we think maybe to 25 cents. If you're interested, we'd like to put in a small allocation. Let me know, yes or no, and then that's the move. But look, the reality is you can start with whatever and we can prove percentages, which is, I think, always the best way. You don't have to go in yeah, sure. and feel like, you know, you, you would spend $1,000 to go on a three-day falls festival Thing. You don't know if the music's going to be good or if the MDMA you yeah. got good. You drop a thousand yeah. in there, you see what happens. Day two, you realise that you shouldn't have gone with your work colleagues, that the mushrooms are <laughs> affecting you really badly. It's going to be a horrible time. And then you go like, well, I wrote that thousand off. But day two, you're on it. You're flying on a magic carpet. You've married the girl of your dreams. And you're like, Matt, put another five in, another ten. <laughs> you know, so it's like... You can put your toe in the water. Like, there's no obligation to just come in and have, like, a binary outcome where it's like my net wealth was gone. Like, you can actually just uh, <laughs> experiment in this world. Like, you don't have to always sit in the kiddies pool. That's true. Do we have, do we have, a, do we have minimums? I don't know, man. I, I don't – I reckon, like, lower than five grand, like, don't even fucking bother, hey? <laughs> yep. Okay. Lower than five grand. But, I mean, I would uh, – I would, I, Just for fun – just for fun, I'd put anything in. I don't think you could do less than two grand, though. Like, really. Less than two, it's like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
it's a bit difficult to uh, to move things around with two, you know. Well, mate, well, it's just like because the thing is, you got brokerage, which is one percent in, one percent out, and normally I don't charge brokerage on the first trade, but then you know, once you're sort of you're up ten percent, obviously the brokerage comes into effect. But do you know if you're trading with two grand, one percent's a decent clip on that? Do you know what I mean? So it's like fuck. Yes. Fucking hell, you know what I mean? You get a hundred dollars out. <laughs> you know what I mean? What? No, because there's a minimum, it's one percent, but the minimum's a hundred dollars. So it's like I do one trade and you already lost like a huge percentage of your portfolio. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like on the way in, I won't do it, but I'm saying the subsequent trade would basically annihilate your portfolio. Do you know what I mean? Unless we've tripled. Yeah, 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 which yeah, we, which yeah. we might have done, but you know what I mean. You're you're playing on a you're playing at the, the high stakes poker, and it's like cocktails are hundred dollars around. So like you probably <laughs> just fuck off and go and gamble down in one of the alleys, <laughs> do pick up pick up with the the trash you are. You ghetto you ghetto rat. We're not going. Uh, we're not gonna fucking tank your super or uh, do. Uh, horrible things. It just depends on the super because the strategy was like. Way more conservative, but because of uh, I'm backpedaling on some, you know what I mean? There's different strategies in play to sort of uh, re-engineer positions. But yeah, man, it just, uh, it, it's largely tailored for your risk profile and what you want to achieve. At the end of the day, um, I, this is whatever. Just fucking log in and give us a call and we'll have a chat and see what, you know, without the jokes. Without the jokes. Without, yeah, uh, I mean, are we ideally we don't want to have to, we want to get to the point where we don't have to talk to you at all. Um, so it'll be set up, ideally, eventually, you go and you press a button and the money will just be drained directly from your account and we'll be able to do what we want with it. Um, uh, what do you mean? You know, what are you talking about? I'm talking about later. I'm talking about later when we're huge, man. When we've got when we don't when we don't care about onboarding anyone. Then we don't, we're not calling anyone in six months. You're not getting a phone call. If you want to get a phone call from Wolfie, it now's the time. Six months time, like you'll go in. No, well, I'm not calling. I'm not calling anyone. I don't care. I don't want any of these people's money. They can fuck <laughs> off. I'm a good trader. Like I'll make my own money. I don't really give a shit. People can fuck off. The only thing you need is to be able to. Um, Spell your name, I think, and no, uh, don't worry about that. I'll fix the form up. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. The 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 form that you've sent me, Wolfie, is absolutely not the form that they're going to be getting on the website. They go onto the website. There's a at the moment. There's just a big button that says "Listen up, fucker," and there'll be another button yeah. that says "Give us your money, cunt." Yet, <laughs> give us your money, cunt. You fill in uh, your name and other things. It'll come through to us. We'll fill in the form to to you. Send you a copy, and you need. You need a license and a passport as well as a utility bill, and that's all. You you go and and a photo of your utility bill, which you probably won't have because you're homeless. So what you need to do is rub <laughs> your hand, rub your hand on that dirty street, and put a, a a palm print on the form so we can recognize your fingerprints, and that's <laughs> yeah, it. That's yeah, all we need. I'm yeah, like, yeah. or t- t- wipe your ass, and we'll we'll get it DNA tested, and we'll uh, link it as your authority. So you wipe your ass with that form. And we'll take it to a DNA expert and we'll link it and say that that was his authority because he got out of the sleeping bag and there you can see his thumbprint there. 
the thumbprint, which which we will then run through the crime database. You probably end up in jail for car theft before the accounts ever set up. But yeah, something like that. <laughs> and if you're uh, one of these people who doesn't know or care about the 15 different super funds that they've had from working at uh, Big W, Target, Ikea, and then at some fucking 7-Eleven in the city uh, for three months before you got uh, fired for stealing Tic Tacs, uh, another, another cool thing that we'll do is we'll consolidate all of your super funds into one big super fund and then we'll gamble that for you as well it's really easy to consolidate it all or you can just cherry pick like one of the spotlight ones i I know that some of the accounting firms like pwc tried to force you to go into their own fund like they're like well we'd prefer you use the pwc investment one i'm like well no you guys are accountants you're shit investors i have no interest in putting money in with you they forced you to Oh, well, they, they encouraged you to use the PwC investment vehicle so they could take a clip on that as well as they basically Why ran encourage it. you? Uh, did, they, did they mean that your direct superior was standing there holding your wrist and writing your name as a signature on the bottom of your the hand, Your hand's shaking. Your hand's shaking and you're like, if you don't sign this, we'll tell them what you did in the woods with the Illuminati. We were there. We know you sucked he- he- Harry Henry Kissinger's dick. We know you did it. You had to do it to try to become president of the United States. That Did you not see this? They've, someone was saying that he- Henry Kissinger, is this correct? Is that the name of the guy? The secretary of the United States Secretary of State. Yeah, they, they, they said when he was in the woods that uh, he, he had his hand up his ass. Like that, he was doing it as, uh, as um, Clinton was in a blue dress and then there's someone else getting blowjobs. I don't know if I'm going to find this under uh, his academic career or foreign policy. Well, type in Henry Kissinger puts fingers in ass at, at Illuminati... At Illuminati Spit Roast. At Illuminati. <laughs> the Glitterati Spit Roast. Henry Kissinger, Kissinger puts fingers up ass at Illuminati Spit Roast to secure position as Secretary of State. Or what is he? Is he fucking? <laughs> he's a former Secretary of the United States. But I, th- I think he's I think he's dead, man. Well, look. Oh, look, no. It he's says, not uh, dead. He's 97. That's so fucking He's 97, awful. man. Now would be the time to drop it, man, on his 97-year-old bombs on him. Imagine that. You've made it through the whole, your whole life. You've, been, uh, you've had to do degenerate things to rise to the top, and you haven't been uh, murdered or uh, had some kind of like uh, suicide staged uh, thing happen to you. And then you come out the other end, you're 97, you think you've gotten away with it, and then some fuckhead just releases the pictures anyway. <laughs> Oh, dude, and they wreck your, your, your legacy destroyed forever. But imagine stumbling across those people in the woods and you're like, oh, my God, what's going on there? And you can hear, like, pigs squealing and, yeah, yeah. And you're like, what the fuck's going on? It's like the middle of the night. And then you like, hang on, that's Bill Clinton in a blue dress. He's got a fucking pig. He's... I'm like, what the fuck? Bill Gates is dressed as some little weasel drinking blood from a kid's corpse. I'm like, holy fuck. Someone has actually stumbled in on the woods and gone like, there's Bill Gates dressed as Gollum running around in a nappy. They've for sure been murdered. Um, I am worried about how much you're listening to, uh, was it Tim Dillon and uh, Alex Jones, though? 
Yeah, well, you know what we've become? A mini cry of their pod. Just a poor man's version of them. Well, and it, no, this is what you've become. I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not into this. I'm rebadging all their stories like comics do. I'm like Kissinger, the blue dress, but it's like a dumb guy's version of it because I didn't read it. I just heard uh, Alex Jones talking about it and Tim Dillon, so I just repeat <laughs> their story. And we're like, we wonder why the, why is the podcast not getting any followers? I'm like, I don't know why, because... Well, because it's Tim Dillon's, like, knocked-off Barley version of his fucking part. <laughs> Less funny, longer. I can't find anything uh, on the on the whole blue dress thing except for the fact that uh, it was that painting that uh, Epstein had in his uh, in his home. Yeah, and, and the thing was they had uh, Bill Gates was out there. I'm like, do you understand how I know you say terif- that, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. The only thing I can find is about the Epstein thing. No, no one's putting their hand up anyone's ass in the woods. This is what worries me about you getting all of your news from Infowars, brother. I, I wonder why you can't Google Zuckerberg being a prick, a fucking pioneer of the internet that controls Facebook and can monitor for bipolar disorder to, to pitch ads <laughs> to people with mental health issues. I wonder why you can't fucking deep dive him on the internet. Oh, yeah, but Alex, no, but Alex Jones has all the information, doesn't he? Alex Jones Dude, he went into all, the man. woods. He I was, went in, I was into in the woods, woods. man. There's a Manchurian candidate in the woods. I was in there. I saw them. I saw it happening. I saw Henry Kissinger with his hand up his ass in a blue dress. I saw it, man. Sandy Hook wasn't real. Sandy Hook wasn't real. Joe, listen, listen, Joe. 90% of what I say is real. I, I'm not a bad man. I'm trying to talk real. Uh, yeah, man. But anyway, he's fucking entertaining. And I, I summed it up like <laughs> Dylan, Dylan, Dylan is Alex Jones. That's what I worked out with comedy. That's who yes. he is. And I now you're becoming out. Dylan, who is Alex Jones. You're, uh, you're, we're, we're recycling yeah, and regurgitating yeah, well, into, a, into a new man with a shriller voice. Mate, Kissinger, he had his fingers in the pie. He had the fingers in the pie. <laughs> he did. There's proof. Smell his fingers. Smell Kissinger's fingers and his deathbed. <laughs> okay? All right. Uh, Whatever, ma'am. Sure thing, Dot Money. That's probably the end for today. That is that is the end for the day, man. I'm, uh, I'm Do you know what's the thing is? You think, you think anyone's going to log in? You think someone's going to log into that website? I, I didn't even log in. <laughs> <laughs> We're going down, dude. I'm trading my way out of this, and then I'm I'm eventually going to set up my own pod because you went to get a water, and I realised, you know what? It went very, very well for that one minute. <laughs> well, I'm I'll be joking. listening back to the portion of the podcast where you went to get a water, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get that bit, isolate it, and release it as. Uh, its own episode of Circling the Drain, a new a new was, podcast. Was... I'm rebranding my own Circling the Drain. I'm having the three minutes of me making my soda stream, and then uh, yeah. and then it, and it's just going to be you shrieking into the void again, wondering why no one's why why all, why there's such a huge drop off from episode one to episode two. Dude, listen, okay, it wasn't very good. I was just joking, but with that soda stream, <laughs> can you? Can you nang those bottles? Are they nitrous? Yeah, uh, no, it's, it's not nitrous. It's CO2. So I don't think you can nang it. Oh, that's so annoying. <laughs> Fucking dumb. Man, there are better drugs than nang, surely. Like, you would go go for something else, wouldn't you? Oh, dude, like, nang's all right when you're pissed drunk and you're at a party. You do a couple of those. Like, it's wild. 
just standing around just for that f- f- 30 seconds where your brain your brain's dead. It's fucking great. I don't think Nangs are like... I had a mate that used to do it and he'd yeah. do like a whole carton of Nangs. So he goes to a beach car park and does that all night, not drunk. I'm like, Dude. it's just a nice kicker. What it's a nice kicker. Man? Who's doing that in a beach car park? Dude, he's not the same anymore. He killed most of his brain. Hey, he only he only reacts to smell now. Like if you wave a whopper in front of his face, his eye move. That's all he's do got. You have, uh, do you have the twenty four seven name delivery in Perth, mate? You you can start getting them now. Hey, I've never found them. Oh, no, like, no, no. Uh, do, do you have this? Do you have the twenty four seven name delivery? No, dude, you can you can go online in the Gold Coast, right? And you can you can press a button, and some guy will show up at your door with a box of names, and they're like. Emergency oh. frosting, frosting emergency. Dude, I love that. Imagine my parents. <laughs> give them the money and they fuck off. My parents are like, wow, he's sure taking his soda stream really seriously <laughs> these days. He's getting them delivered. It's good that he's got a hobby. I think he's going to set up a soda stream business. Do you know what you should do, dude? Yeah. Would you like, you know how people do coffees? You could sell soda streams. No one's done that. Would you down Wait. the beach and you do the soda stream? <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you got a cart and it's a soda stream and then you add a little bit of syrup, like red cordial or whatever, and then you sell them. With, don't you think that'd be good? Yeah, it's a great idea, man. That's really good. You do some really unique, man, or <laughs> alcoholic beverages for the uh, for the parents as well. You put a bit of wine in there and you, you bubble it up for them. I've always wondered that because you could get the slushy machine or shaved ice, but if you're putting booze in there and you just wait until you're caught. Do you know, like some people have done that in the US where they're just doing <laughs> selling, they're having house parties and just selling alcohol without a uh, liquor license. And you can go for about, you can go for like a year. Oh man, we, they, we used to do that in Toronto, right? You'd have all the clubs and you'd have these things called after hours, right? And they were like these unlicensed basement venues and you go in and you just pay for a cup. They don't sell the alcohol. You, they just uh, pay for entry and you buy a cup and well, then you go in and there's like a keg you pump your own. Dude, and they're still going to get raided. Well, sometimes they would get raided, but if they were clever about it, man, there was very little that they could do. They were like, yo, this is a private function. Like, you pay for entry. You have it at your own house, and it's always that vibe. $100 raffle ticket, which gives you spit roast and all you can drink. Congratulations. We pulled the number out. B37's one on entry. B46's one. Today, you're just basically <laughs> you're, you're selling alcohol, but you treat it as a raffle. Congratulations, mm. we all won tonight, didn't we? Except for Jeff, who drowned in the pool because he drank too much. He had too many names. Too many names. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's it. That's it. Cool, that's dude, it. We're too out, many man. names. See you later. Bye. Too many names. Is that? That's what the episode should be called. That, Cheers, that's man. A, that's a pretty good name for it. <laughs> Leveraging your home, margin personal loans. Hedged by put contracts Holding 15 oh.